It is a stormy edition of the Chair Shop Podcast coming to you here this Sunday Eve or whenever it is you are listening to it. Hope you've battened down your hatches, which is a thing, a phrase I don't quite understand. The verb to batten. Batten's a bit of wood, Barry. If, you know, if you're a DIY man, you know I, that. I am absolutely not a DIY man. It's like so, a two-by-four like so. two type. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're okay. And so so, you, so like, like in the cartoons when yeah. they literally put two-by-four. Okay. So that's why they do that. Hatch, yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, so batten down your hatches, everyone. Get your two-by-fours. Stop using them for wrestling matches. <laughs> and, and, and you know, uh, like like fights in action movies where because where, they're really fun to break over people's heads and batten down your hatches it's quite stormy here in Ireland we got some weather warnings going we got the wind blowing so hope you're all, all safe and secure and dry where you are um, uh, as we get into this cold dank dark month but also the Christmas season and we'll be talking about some Christmassy things as this show progresses I'm one of your hosts Barry joined as always by my ever dependable co-host first of all we've got Joe hello everybody and of course Paul <laughs> winding down for Christmas yeah that beautiful song that we all love. Yeah. Um, it is, in fact, the Christmas season. Uh, I, I, tell you what, I, had a, I had a great feeling earlier this week. I slapped the old out of office on, not to be removed until after Christmas. So that's wow. feeling good. Already? Uh, wow. so, yeah, I had, a, I, I had a lot of leave banked from, from like, wow. I didn't kind of, Very nice. you know, I, I, had a, I had a few breaks here and there, but I'm a, I'm a real kind of a, like a long weekend kind of person. I don't really do the yeah, take yeah, three yeah, weeks sure. in the summer and going out, you know. So, uh, so I had a lot saved up, so that's on. And so a um, lot of sleeping in my mm. in my uh, immediate future which i'm greatly looking forward to and some other things that we'll chat about as the show goes on uh so yeah the 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 season is here um uh, uh what about you boys any news we got? i haven't had much news really this week other than um no. you know, the usual uh comings and goings had some christmas parties this week which were lovely nice to see people um but yeah no 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 real no not too much news here on on, on my side of things how about you boys um, had an old night out yesterday with the the lads. The lads, um, lads with a Z, yeah. Like the old lads, uh, so, you know, <laughs> we get together not as often as we once would have because people have got kids and and just we're old. Jobs we don't we don't, we don't want to go out anymore. Cats don't want to go out, yeah. yeah. Um, so we you know meet up a few times a year. Um, thing is though, I so we did went on a pub crawl. Um, <laughs> started at three p.m. because as I say, we're old. We want to get home. We want to oh, okay, that's get, that reason. Yeah, okay, get through yeah. a lot of pubs, but also we don't want to be out at one a.m. Right, yeah, we want you, to be home, you must be home before before Dancing with the Stars comes on. Yeah, or strictly yeah, yeah, yeah. strictly come down. Yeah. Um, so I had three. I'll be honest, I can't drink anymore. I I, I drink so <laughs> rarely that once I get past three pints, um, I'm I'm out of it. I'm, I'm off the tits. <laughs> so we, you know, by the time we got to like the fifth pub, I'm just, I'm, I was like, "Get me a diet coke." I can't, I can't have another yeah. pint. I was uh, had a few of those, and then after uh, that, that was still quite early, so I'm still another few hours out. So, the, <laughs> so I kind of perked up by the end. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll have a drink now." Then I'm feeling better. Um, but yeah, that's that's something. I, it'd be in, intriguing to see as the year goes by how few drinks I can manage to get in yeah. before kind of just going no, no, lads in previous years I would have kept going I'd have been yeah, a bit of the point but now I'm just like nah sorry I'm too <laughs> too mature yeah. for this shit yeah you're like, I, I think it's because you you, 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 you you deny it for a while don't you yeah. when you're like when you're starting to realise you're slowing down and then I think the real the real journey is is just like oh, it's not worth it. Also, no. it's the most expensive hobby in the world is going yeah. on here. Like it's absolutely fucking insane. It's a 30, 30 quid for four drinks there. That's yeah. nice. That's lovely. Yeah. Okay, used to go out with thirty quid for the night. Yeah. 
uh, when we first started. Um, so that's good. That yeah. is the old old person's catchphrase. I'm definitely going to have when talking to the kids. I used to, you know, I used to go out with just twenty euro in my pocket, and I'd have enough for a bag of chips and a cab home, yeah. which was true. Yeah. Which but, was you know, true. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but a good yeah. good night. Good night had had by all, and uh, yeah, got home a decent hour. So excellent. That's all that there matters. We there we go. Got your eight hours. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Paul? Any any uh, adventures in the week? No, I mean the decorations are out. I have another two weeks of Excellent. work before before I'm off. Um, usually, what I do is I I would take the week before Christmas and the week after Christmas. Mm. But this year, I've, I'm working right up to Christmas, and then I have two weeks, so yeah. I'll, have, I'll have extra time with the video games. You see, yes, because I that's what I've noticed the last few weeks is like that that week before Christmas, I just don't do anything. <laughs> I don't have anything new to to watch or or play with or yeah. whatever so yeah. bad season for tv you know yeah. um you're not going to go see aquaman you know within the, I will in not. the cinema although in the cinema i, I, I will yeah. be going to see that fucking new godzilla movie that's been getting rave reviews yeah is that coming out over here is that getting a release that's coming out here? on friday excellent okay because i, I want to see it. Yeah, the the word of mouth has been so good that i'm like all right yeah. i will i will I'm, make an effort i, I don't quite have tickets booked yet but i will be booking them i think for saturday um Yes, people and are very enthusiastic. Not, not, to, not to spoil the reviews coming up, but my film of the year has already changed once this week. Wow. Let's see if we can make it too. Um, otherwise, no, I'll do a quiet, quiet week. Um, no, not not much to report. Okay. Um, only tipping away. Tipping away, it's the tipping away podcast, <laughs> telling you about all our pottering that we do and and, and all our, our uh, tasks. Speaking of speaking of just around the house things uh just before i came up here to do this podcast i had to go grab some kitchen paper and some disinfectant because the cat did a big old piss right behind the tv uh so i had to like move like and the tv's properly like wedged in like an alcove yeah. so like I, I i was peering over at him i was like you better not be doing anything back there and he looked straight up at me and did a big piss knowing full well i couldn't get him because he was like i, I it, it's like a laborious process to like pull the tv out yeah. so he fucking got one on me there so that's been it's been a, been a, been a lot of that this week um but yeah anyway we will segue into our bevy of features and we do indeed have a quiz to kick things off this week i think this is the earliest we've ever hit the quiz at this yeah you know six minutes in we're, we're doing the quiz already which is good because the, high spot. the quiz has a little bit of of extra oh to it this week okay um so we've done only connect quite a few times now we've realized that that's a good format to use uh last week barry while you were away joe and i mm. did a one-on-one only connect where we gave each yes. other the questions i totally fucking screwed joe mine were way too hard i didn't realize it at the time so okay apologies again for that but as a make good for my misbehavior of last week i've tried to make a really fucking good only okay. connect okay. Okay. edition this week and he's gonna give joe all the easy ones just to really make it like, no, make but i'm those. gonna give you i'm gonna give you guys the choice of which question you receive so that there can be no accusation of uh questionnaire infidelity on my part so each Ooh. round there are there, there's going to be four rounds they're hopefully not going to take too long four rounds of two questions each and you guys can choose if you mm. want in true only connect uh, lore connect fashion, if you want the alpha uh, Chris Jericho or Konosuke Takeshita, or if you want the beta, I couldn't think of one f- resting point for that. So you can pick if you want the alpha 
or the okay. beta, and you will get the, the the appropriate question as a result. Uh, round one is your standard only connect. I keep calling it an only Lord Connect rules, which we've played okay. up to this. Okay, uh, we will flip a coin. Uh, which should, do I have a coin handy? I have. Uh, I do not. Okay, we're going <laughs> to use my my Galaxy Advent Calendar. Uh, Ooh, that looks delicious. <laughs> mm. Barry, do you want the one with all the doors on the front, or okay. do you want the back where it says? Mm, choose pleasure, which sounds a bit too sexy. <laughs> uh, can I have the door side, please? No, it's not come up the door side. Damn. Afraid, it's come up the, choose the back pleasure. Side. <sighs> choose so pleasure, Joe, indeed. Choose so, Joe, up the back side. you get the option first for uh, for section one. Do you want the alpha questions or the beta questions? Um. Oh, well, I'll have to go alpha. I'll He's going sorry. alpha. Okay. Number one, Davy Boy Smith. Okay, Davy Boy Smith. Um, is this inaugural champions? It's not inaugural champions. Good guess. Good guess. Good, a good guess. <laughs> Number two, ooh, Maga. Hmm. Ooh, Maga. Ooh, Maga. Um, no, uh, people that have entered number one in the Royal Rumble multiple times. I'm afraid no. not. I'm afraid not. It's a very good guess. So you're really going for it. Number three, The Rock. Dwayne The Rock. Oh, God. This is hard. Davy Boy Smith. Umaga. The Rock. Umaga. Uh... Hmm, David Boy, Dwayne. What's Fat? Margaret's Fatu. What's that? Fatu, Fatu. Um, no, we need a fourth no. one. Fourth one is an AW wrestler. It's Roosh. Hmm. Roosh. Uh, uh, Roosh. Davy Boy Smith, Umaga, The Rock, Roosh. Um, hmm. oh, this is really tough. The Rock, the Roosh, the Umaga, and the Davy Boy Smith. Are they? They all share a surname with a famous athlete. Uh, it's it's close. I cannot give it to you though. It's okay. It's, fair enough. I won't say anymore because I will pass it over to Barry for a point. Mm. Um. No, I can't. Even going no. off of that, I actually can't. I can't. Okay, we're going to the special tiebreaker where I'll give you a clue and the first one to shout out gets the point. It okay. is to do with a commonality in their nicknames. <laughs> um. Oh, and- it's a ball, 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 ball. Joe gets Little it. Balls. Yeah, excellent. Balls. Very good. Balls. Very good. So, Davy Boy Smith. That's very good, actually. Yeah, yeah, very good. British Bulldog. Bulldog. British Umaga. Bulldog. The uh, Simone Bulldozer. 
Samoan ah, bulldozer. The bulldozer, yeah. yeah. The rock, the the Brahma the bull, bull, the bull. Rush. <laughs> Rush is of course El Toro Blanco. El Toro Blanco. El Toro Blanco. He's a bit more ostensibly bull related as his yeah. character. No, that's a good one. I yeah. like that. No, that was very good. That was very good. And well done, Joe. Number two is. For Barry, it's the beta questions. The beta questions. Uh, okay. n- number one, Eddie Guerrero. Um, uh, people, this is a complete shot. There are people who've won Observer Match of the Year awards. It isn't. Orange Cassidy. Hmm. Uh, people who how would I phrase this people who had portions of their career as masked characters and unmasked it's a very good guess I wish that was the answer but it's not I'm not that clever Uh, number three Jay White um okay Um, I don't know why I'm doing. I, I, I'm going to go with another <laughs> similarly theme is my first guess. Like winner of Observer Most Improved Awards. No, I'm afraid not. That's stab in the dark. I'm not seeing a connection between these. If I'm being okay. honest, Eddie, Eddie Guerrero, Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, Jay White, Hollywood Blondes. Um. Eddie Guerrero, Orange Cassidy, Jay White, Hollywood Blondes. Um, I don't. I, this doesn't seem. I don't think this is right for Guerrero. Unless there's a when I'm missing people with 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 uh, 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 acts with like color theming in their names or something to that effect. I'm gonna do the uh, uh, Victoria Cohen style. I'm gonna need you to give me a little bit more on that. Okay. It's, it's, um, it's something more specific than that. Hang on, so we've got blondes. Uh, we've got orange. Jay White. Yeah. Guerrero, but I, I don't know. I see, I don't even think... Uh, hair color. They, 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 they have a name based on hair color. I, I, I know I'm so I, close, I, but I don't... You're very close, but I can't give it to you. Joe, do you have any idea? Uh, yeah, I was also thinking hair color, but I. But also, Eddie, I don't know what Guerrero. I have no clue what the Eddie Guerrero connection is here, because unless I'm m- m- blanking on something extremely obvious. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie. I'm trying to think like any other names he may have had at some, some point. Um, he. Um, there. Oh, Guerrero. 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 I don't think Joe has it. Uh, uh, they, they all they're all <laughs> they're all colours of dogs you're even closer Joe but <laughs> I don't what, think, what is this I'll, answer I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw it to the tiebreaker keep in mind how, how what I just said about Joe's answer okay okay this is a movie reference are oh, they all characters from uh, Reservoir Dogs correct oh, oh, oh. 
Wait, so okay. So nice, nice guy, guy Eddie is Chris Penn's mm. character. Then you have mm. Mr. Orange, Mr. White, Mr. Blonde. <laughs> uh, that's I don't know about that one. That's not as good as the bull one, I'll say that. No, Mr. Uh, Eddie. Nice guy Eddie. Yeah, nice guy Eddie. Okay. Anyway, Joe's tough one. Joe's two points ahead. See, I told you he's gonna give Joe the easy ones. <laughs> Joe picks not me. <laughs> I, we don't we don't know which ones are which. Exactly, that's my point. Okay, if the advent calendar had determined the fate, <laughs> yeah, Barry, it would be Barry, different. We're going to let you pick this time. Do you want you the pick, alpha or the beta? Pick pick the easy one. Two. No, that's my two. Oh yeah, I, can I have the easy one, please, Chief <laughs> Noel? Can, right. I, can I tell the banker I want to swap my questions? Um, <laughs> uh, give me. I'll go. I'll go the beta again in the hope that maybe this time the beta will be the easier ones. Beta? I'm going to tell you that this will be a music question. You don't look happy about okay. that. <gasps> Ooh. Okay, we have the music round here. Excellent. Wow. Production value. Okay. Okay. Are you ready oh, for this? This is great. This is number great. one. Yeah. Number one. Back in blue, I crawled along the wreckage of what now is gone. Back to you to find another day. Okay. I have no idea what that is. Okay, you want to go to number two? So you're not going to tell me anything about that, you're just going to play it? That's how okay. music round works. That's, no, not necessarily. Your... You could identify what the song is. I'm, I'm at, you're not going to. That's fine, but you know. Yeah. Number two. Go on. Uh, are these Smackdown themes? That is correct. Okay. Is that, is that one you just played? Right. Is that the current one? Uh, no, the first one is from 2015. I have no. I was still watching. I have no recollection of that. I, w- I would have been watching yeah. Smackdown then. God, that must have been a, uh, a, whip, a week long thing. <laughs> three, three points for Barry. Uh, we don't okay. know the, other right. the other ones would have been more obvious Smackdown themes. <laughs> we are wild and yeah. Oh no, that's nothing. No, that, that was NXT. What other like, ones did you go for? Beautiful people and the first one. The beautiful people. No, beautiful, beautiful people and the uh, the one following beautiful people. The uh, Oh, the Here Comes the Pain <laughs> song is what I always do. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That one. Okay. Then we go to Joe. Joe, it's the picture round for you. Oh, wow. Yes. All right. Picture number one. I'm and for, for people listening to the podcast, what I'm going to do is if you go to chairshoppodcast.com on your phone or laptop, Go to the post for this episode. Under the artwork, I will put the links to the pictures. Oh, very good. If you very want to play good. along. Multimedia experience. Also, we have a VR app coming out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe, I'm pasting into the chat. Picture one. Okay. Okay. For, the, for people who uh, won't uh, be uh, asked uh, going to the website, it's... It's a, it's a, it's a picture of... Daniel Bryan. Circa 2011. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, early, like baby early. face. Yeah. He's sort of screaming, he's shouting or okay. gasping or something. Um, I'll have to have the next one. Okay. Okay. We'll give you number two. Right, okay. Let's get number two. Uh, this is a picture of Austin Theory, and it appears he's like arguing yeah. with some officials maybe, maybe we let joe describe it barry in case you okay, come okay. across something that you might no, not want barry, my, excellent, my excellent descriptive <laughs> skills i may ruin it you know um awesome brian 
Triangle is the is the emotion part of it, it would seem mm. likely, but I don't know. It's showing us uh so Daniel Daniel Austin, Brian Austin. No, I'll need another one. Number three. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. Oh, I know what it is. Is this um these are all moments at which they cashed in the money in the bank briefcase. That's the correct answer, Joe, for two points for you. This is what the final one would have been. Right. That third picture, by the way, was Dolph yeah. Ziggler with Biggie and, and AJ behind him with his briefcase. And then, of and course, he's got, the, yeah, he's got uh, the money in the bank briefcase. That was probably the giveaway for that one. Yeah. I don't think I would have got it otherwise, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one is is, is Edge. That the fa- was, the famous, yeah. the best one, the original one, the best one. The only good one. Yeah, I, really I, 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 I thought the Ziggler one was vague enough that if you remember the moment you get it, but if you don't, he just looks, he's, looks like he's coming to the ring. Yeah, yeah. I did actually, yeah. not that I knew that that was what the answer was, but I did stop myself at the Brian picture. I did kind of, th- that, I think that is his, because I remember he looked like that, which is a very specific mm. look he had yeah. when he cashed in. So I actually did think that, but I was like, I won't, that might be it. So I was like, I won't say that. Yeah. Okay, interesting. The Austin, the Austin Theory one, I just cropped the briefcase out of shot. Right. That's obviously what right. the referee is yeah. holding on to as he's saying, ring the bell. Ring right. the gimbal. Okay. Yeah. So, All Joe, right. you are Good getting one. two Good points. One. Two points for that one. Uh, now we come to round three, which is we, our sequence round. Ooh. So, okay. I, I'm going to give you only three, up to three items this week you need to tell me what is the fourth in the sequence so ah, if i gave you for example simple one if i gave you um you know double for nothing and then uh all out, all out and then yeah uh revolution, yeah, you, yeah the, the answer you, you need to give me the, to get the fourth, fourth one. one yeah okay uh so back to joe do you want alpha or beta here Let's, let's go alpha again. Alpha. So number one yeah. is WrestleMania. Um, I will say. Uh, and before you, just before you say anything, this isn't one that I'm going to allow multiple guesses for each one. I'm going to say Royal Rumble. It's not Royal Rumble, I'm afraid, Joe. That's not what I'm looking for. Oh, wait, here. I don't get. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Say, <laughs> I wasn't listening to you say multiple guesses. So that's fine. You're, you're, you're too. Saying, you're I was, think, no, I'll, 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 I will. I'll, I'll let right. you have one, and then Barry, you can have one equally okay. as well. But from now on, all right, all right. So WrestleMania, the wrestling classic. Hmm. Mm. Do you want me to give you the third one? Yeah. No, just uh, give me a second, because this is where I was going with the first one, I yeah. think. But I just maybe. Uh, hang on. Uh, I'm going to say. Oh, shit. What is it? WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 3 is correct. Yes. Three points for Joe. 
Thank you very much. What was this, the, this is just the... WWF pay-per-views. The first pay-per-views they ever did. WrestleMania. Oh, okay, 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 the exactly, wrestling okay, classic, actually. WrestleMania 2, and then the fourth one was WrestleMania yeah. 3. So okay. Okay. So I was thinking of the pay-per-views when they start. So you had WrestleMania yeah, was the I first, was, then yeah. it was Survivor Series, then SummerSlam, then Royal Rumble, in order of when they debuted. Yeah. I was yeah, trying to think like like closed circuit era shows like mm. when that was still the main thing, but yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Come Barry, on. over to you. Okay. Uh, again, it's a sequence, so you need to give mm. me the fourth in the sequence. Okay. Okay. CM Punk. Uh, well, you no, I'll give you two guesses because we gave Joe okay. a, a freebie as well. CM, CM Punk. Punk. For four points, can you tell me what <laughs> what is fourth in that sequence? Uh, or do you want me to give you a second, the second name? I might take a stab. Uh, okay, okay. Since we'll just since, since we got two for this round, I'll take since a pop. Since you got a freebie, why not? Yeah. Um, it is a sequence, so keep that in mind. It has to be some kind of linear sequence John Moxley it's not John Moxley I'm afraid okay I see, I see what you're going for no CM Punk yeah. tri- Triple H Triple H uh, no 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 Triple H again okay and so, um, for two points, if you can give me the uh, the last answer, CM Punk, Triple H, and Triple H again. Oh God! Why would he be on the list twice? Yeah, I, I actually think I know what 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 it is, but I'm trying to think of um, what the I'm trying to actually figure out what the fourth one would be. Um, who was before Triple H? Uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is correct, Barry, for two points. Streak opponents working backwards, was it? Undertaker's oh. streak losers. Streak losers, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Okay, leading, leading up to the uh, the Brock Lesnar match. Very what good. I was going for with Moxley was I was thinking uh, AEW title holders after Punk first got it. So Punk yeah. vacated to Moxley. Yeah. Back to punk and then back to moxley i think okay let's get a a score update going into the final round joe is on three four five six seven okay and barry is on five so it's still all faithful here tight very tight now this one is again a similar format to the previous round i give you three and you give me the fourth but it's not a sequence it's it's more open you, okay. you can give me anyone who satisfies the group that the first three uh, make up. Okay. Okay. Barry, do you want alpha or beta? I'll go alpha this time. Okay. Uh, you have Steve Austin. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going not gonna to take a pop on that. <laughs> For four points. No. No. Uh, number two is Drew McIntyre. I mean, I suppose I kind of do have to take a pop on this if I uh, if I want to win. Mm-hmm. So this is not a sequence. No, it's just like there's a normal category like we typically yeah. do. Okay. And you need to give me a fourth person who also fits in that category. Austin and Drew McIntyre. 
Um, no, I, I, I might have to settle for tying it up here. Give me the next one. Rey Mysterio. No, Jesus, that's not that's not doing me. Oh, um, no, wait, no, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, There's, there's quite a few people that you could give me here. Um, fuck. Um, I think I've a, even taken a point. You, you might be good. Yeah. Um, Triple H. Triple H is uh, fits. You are correct. Oh. Okay. Royal Rumble winners. Royal Rumble winners who also won their title match at WrestleMania. Mm. Oh, okay, mm. okay. So I Triple H in, in 2002 won the Rumble and went on to WrestleMania and also won there. So if you had given me a uh, a guy who lost Edge, yeah. for example, Edge would have won the Rumble, uh, but know. he did not win at WrestleMania. So that would have been incorrect. Loads of people these days. It's very common. Cody. Uh, and, so, and so the final <laughs> the final one goes to Joe. Joe, to get this for the win, the score oh, is yeah. currently 7-7. Seven, seven. Okay. Number one, Chris Jericho at all in. Chris Jericho at mm. all in. Okay, I'll have another one. Another one. Cody Rhodes at Revolution. Hmm. I think I got it. Cody Rhodes at Revolution. Okay. Next. And the last one. The acclaimed every time they appear. Um, <laughs> um, is it? Oh, no. So you need to um, give me a fourth, as opposed to saying so, what it oh, is. Oh, you need a. <laughs> Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho at all in. Cody Rhodes at Revolution. The acclaimed every time they appear. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... Nah, I was going to... Again, there's, there's a number the, of, that you could give me here. The Rock. Just The Rock. To the rock, yeah. It's not the rock. Ah. Barry, any idea? Can you no, give me absolutely none. None. Um, we'll go to the. Give me the names again. Give me the names again. Give me the names again. Before we go to the Chris Jericho at All In. Yeah. Cody Rhodes at Revolution. Mm-hmm. The acclaimed every time they appear. Um. No, absolutely. I, I, I had a couple of ideas, but I, I, the acclaim thing throws me off, so no. Okay, there is another one at all in. And it's not necessarily to do with anything that happened during the match. Is it people... Well, you, you have to give me an example, Joe, not say what it is. Oh. And there is an example at all in, another example of this. Uh, and there was an example at the last pay-per-view as well 
which was... I have no idea. I have absolutely no oh, idea. Yeah. Um, the last pay-per-view... No. Okay. I'll give you a fourth one, and if, and if somebody can get what it is, they'll get the point, okay? Sure. Tiebreaker. Swerve Strickland at All In. Christian Cage at the last pay-per-view. I forget what the last paper is called. Was it Full Gear? Yeah. I have absolutely no fucking clue what this is. <laughs> Christian Full Gear. Uh, people who... Uh, special entrances. Dancers in their entrance. Special entrances of that description. <laughs> Performance. It's, it, you're, on the right, you're on the right lines, Barry. Mu- musical acts playing them to the ring. It's the correct answer. It's it's theme song. AW theme songs performed live to some extent. Okay, okay. So Chris Jericho at all in Fuzzy yeah. played him to the ring. Cody Rhodes at Revolution, I think twenty twenty was with Downstate, the ho- famously horrible performance of Downstate. Thinking. Yes, yes. The, the acclaimed every time they appear has you know of they course, perform yeah, their, their, their thing yeah. to an extent. Uh, Swerve Strickland at all in the dancers weren't with Swerve then. That was at the most recent one. But the two boys who sing the song with him were performing him the song live when he came out. And mm. Christian had the little choir for his yeah. last entrance. So yeah. theme songs performed that was, live. That was tough. Yeah. So Barry, you eke it out from behind uh, victory. That's, Eight that's points eking. That is, that is the definition of eking out a win. But uh, <laughs> Joe, very game as always. Yep. Uh, right, that's your Thank quiz. You much, Paul. That was fun. <laughs> you'll, never get, Thank you'll you. never get a musical round again. You'll never get a picture round again. Oh, a little well, Christmas present. It's, it's, it's a lot of work going into it, to be honest. Okay. Um, I do have an email before we go on. Excellent. Let's go. Uh, let me just clear out my spam folder first. I noticed that there was some in there. Uh, it's from Richard yeah, Ross. How many years you've been doing this? They always go to spam. Uh, I no, no, no. This, this one actually didn't go into the spam. I just noticed I had Mine spam. always does. I've missed many over the years. Apologies. <laughs> this is from Richard Ross. Uh, is he the same? You're the same person who went like, Keatley, you a big motherfucker. On, on Dynamite that, that one time. Richard, yeah, his friends call him Rick, but Richard is, uh, Dickie, you know. Yeah. Dickie Ross. Yeah. Oh, that was such a great moment. Oh, my God. I completely forgot you about that. big motherfucker. Oh, that was great TV. <laughs> And uh, I, I guarantee you they'd never use him again because he did that. But, oh, it was great. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Who, Keith Lee or, or <laughs> uh, No, Mr. Ross. Anyway. Keith Lee also disappeared from TV around that time. But he was on, he mm. was on, um, was it Collision this week, dressed in like a quilt, basically. Uh, yeah, the outfit was a, <laughs> a tremendous made out of a quilt. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, subject is Electric Six. He oh. says, I went, to, I went to see the Electric Six 20th Anniversary Fire Tour in Bournemouth this week, which I saw in Dublin last week. I talked about it on the podcast. Lovely. He says, us were also the support then. The chap on the harmonica was having the time of his life. Yes, he was. And he looked like Zac Efron. Uh, incredibly terrible band name, though. Us. What do you think of us as a band name? Yeah... But it's, mm, you know what? It's one of those ones, though. I think if they were really amazing, like it, it, it could become one of those. Like mm. I can imagine that being a super popular band, even though it is yeah. kind of annoying. Like you know, like him, for example. Um, mm. You know, 
Mm. I mean, like, like famously, like how generic is the Smiths as a name? But it's also excellent when you really think about right, it. Right. So, if if us were the biggest band in the world, like, I I don't think it would shock me. You know, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be, be Russian today, my band, us. I'll say that, but you know. Uh, he says, unlike Ireland, far from sold out. Maybe five hundred in a two thousand five hundred capacity no venue. No way. What was this an AW taping or something? Is, is, is Ireland the Electric Six capital? Where did you, so? Where where were they when you saw them? The three, the Academy. No, the Academy. <laughs> okay. The Academy. Well, I, I, was, I didn't think it would be the three, but I, I said it, it, asked, was, but... it was a sellout in the Academy. So the Academy is yeah. about eight fifty. Yeah, that's a healthy. Um, that's a healthy. Yeah. Uh, he said, ICW once had a show here that uh, the venue stopped when Jimmy Havoc tried to jump off a balcony. <laughs> a no-no in the listed building. <laughs> uh, he says, I saw Electric 6 tour fire on release and on the 10th oh, cool. anniversary. Hope to make it to the 30th. Did the crowd respond much at their first set at your show? I would say 95% only new tracks from fire here. Um, to an extent, I mean... There were some songs in the first set that got a big reaction. Your your dance epidemic and stuff like that. The crowd were were really really mm-hmm. into. But I will say, it's it was possibly one of the drunkest crowds I've ever seen at a gig. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, right, well, that doesn't surprise me too much, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean the 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 alcohol was flowing, um, and as a result, songs that people might not have even kind of known, they were very big into. Um, but definitely, fire was the the more crowd involved uh side of things because that's where you have your gay bar that's where you have your day drive voltage, yeah High voltage, dance yeah. commander and the like um but yeah i mean i've seen electric six now twice as well i saw them in 2019 but i didn't i did not see them in 2003 as as richard did here um but yeah really I mean, it's, good. Nice, it's nice that they're still going it's nice that they're still going nice that they're, yeah they're still putting out um like a CD, almost a CD every year at this stage. Yeah. They do a lot of mm. they do a lot of Kickstarter stuff as well. So if they they put out like a live uh, DVD or something, they'll like Kickstarter it, produce it, put it out, and nice. then move on to the next thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I I I kind of I respect any music people who are getting back into we're, folks. We're doing this thing where you got to give us some money for something because this stream and lark. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I like. I, I mean, I've I've talked about the few gigs that I've been to towards the end of this year. Electric Six. Uh, Wednesday, uh, we are scientists. Because mm. um, mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody who had seen um, Queens of the Stone Age in the three arena, and he was talking about how much of a kind of disconnect there was between the crowd and the band when you go to a venue like that. I mean, I know you're uh, talking about seeing Bruce Springsteen as well, Barry, but like, oh yes, yeah. the com- the conversation point we came to was like it's so great when, and I know you've talked about some gigs you've been to on this side of the fence as well. When you go to a gig and the act are so happy that people mm. are there and they have more fun as a result, and the crowd are fun, and it's really a collaborative kind of experience mm. between the 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 crowd, a small crowd in a small venue. And and the the act just really really having fun yeah. and enjoying the fact that people have come and that was really true with Electric Six. I mean, they come they play the, the Academy every December. It feels like, and people go every year and they've they just have the, the most fun. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. a great uh, a great gig. Um, the maybe not one that I would necessarily go to again next year, but definitely Electric Six. I mean, I, I've talked to people who I think I made this point last week as well. It might not necessarily be the case that you sit down and listen to an Electric Six CD, 
but as a as a live show they're they're really really fun and it's worth worth checking out <laughs> thanks for the email richard hopefully you, you enjoyed richard. the game as much as me i mean you've been to see them now a number of times so i imagine that yeah you, you did enjoy it um and don't let don't let the lack of you know don't let the the lack of attendance get you down electric six we we support you on this podcast yeah, well, one thing um, I found out after the fact as well is that the singer from Electric Six last year did a like solo acoustic tour where he was playing like pubs in Clonakilty and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> For the love of the game. For the love yeah, of the game. Um, um, anyway, we'll uh, we'll jump over to the the wrestling. Uh, uh, for this week. This week was, of course, the big Copeland versus Christian match. Uh, on dynamite how i heard good things about it how was the match and i suppose we'll talk about the big angle afterwards but how, how was the match I Very good, pretty I decent. Yeah, yeah yeah pretty good isn't it yeah, I, was, I was okay with that I, enjoying I, that i, I, I thought the I tv forward. overall was very good sorry joe go ahead yeah yeah i thought the, the, the build-up to the match has generally been good i know there's been a bit of silliness with the the naming ceremony and that yeah. sort of thing but i think generally like the that you know they've tried to make it to a personal kind of heated grudge match and that's what they that's what aw needs we need more of this sort of serious <laughs> adult adults you know having grudges with each other than yeah all. I think, we'll get, I think we'll you get could, into you could, the, the shit a bit later on when we you could, you could tolerate yeah. the silliness in small doses just to prove that you know we're not all curmudgeons who just want you know Blood, blood feud, blood feud, no comedy. You're not allowed to be funny on wrestling. It's not that because I think Christian is great. You mm. know, I think Christian is yeah. He's the perfect example, so. right? I mean, yeah, he can be funny and serious as and well. And serious, and 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 you know, I think it hits harder when it's like he's the, he's the one guy on the show doing it. I think mm. the show would benefit a lot. But yeah, it seems like Copeland's run has been pretty enjoyable so far. Mm. Um, you know, as someone who wouldn't really have had a lot of time for him generally um, uh, previously, but it, it seems but to be is a, that because he's in the orbit of the christian cage character like how yeah the greatest, how the greatest hold up when he moves on to, yeah he's yeah, on something else but the funny thing is like I, don't, I i mean we don't know i don't think it's been reported i don't see him hanging around for five years and mixing it up with you know I'm not saying dark, dark isn't a thing anymore but you know ring of honor you know mm. he's he's i don't think he's gonna wrestle the entire roster i think i do think he's gonna this angle is gonna go for another while He's going to be in the Christian orbit for a while. They'll do an FTR-related thing, and I think that might be it for him, is my guess. Hmm. So that is a guess. I, you know. I, I, I think they should use him as a Sting in the Sting role. Yeah. He, he should be someone that maybe a bit more than Sting, because he's young. He's quite a bit younger than Sting. But, you know, every couple of months he's having a big match, yeah. not every week he's coming out and wrestling Hobbs and right. uh, Hook and fucking... Whoever. Yeah. The... Uh, the Dolph Ziggler's brother, well, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want I don't to, need to see yeah. Edge doing that. On, <laughs> I want him to come out on the just at pay per views and have a mm. big like six man tag, fucking you know, Spectacle. wow, it's Edge kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And with Sting, Sting, you know, retiring soon. Back, Edge you know. is a new thing. Yeah, there you go. Give him get the, the face bat. Bait. The face, the face paint. paint, the snow. The, I want snow. snow entrance now. I get snow entrance. I get the clouds he's, and he I get starts the snow entrance. Jumping off of turnbuckles onto people. Off balconies. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. It's yeah, I do. Um, we did get we did get Mama Wayne uh, uh, turning. This was I shit. I, I didn't. I didn't care. Was this, was this too? Was this too much for you? Is this too? Just, I, I, this is the soap opera stuff that was been like yeah. way too much of. Like occasionally you can like, maybe okay, but this like first of all she's a terrible actress. Like that yeah. woman, like, she's useless. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Yeah, I don't need another little. I know you, you've got to have a reason for 
for Edge to lose this match and interference, that's fine. Have it be Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus anyone, or whatever. Yeah. Just have someone come out and it's like silly turns and all that. Like, oh, it's just. I did. I did. Like, it's like the second one they've done in quick succession as well. Because obviously Nick turned a few. Well, it was so predictable ago, as yeah. well. Like when she comes out, you know what's going to happen. And it's yeah. just like I, I wasn't into that at all. Yeah, I'd rather it was just Christian hit blow blows him or something, or something like that. Yeah. A ref, another ref, but you know, ref bump, ref bump, ref bump every mm. match as well. Really, uh, just too much of it. Really, but uh, the match itself was good, and I'm still I, I'm interested in in their feud. What do you make of it, Paul? I mean, I didn't have as much of a problem with it. Granted, I don't disagree necessarily with the points. I mean, she is uh, how to put it very politely. <laughs> Limited. Well, she's not a wrestler. She's not a wrestler or an actor, you know. So no, but she, way, I mean, yeah, she mm. she's been in and around the business for long enough. That you, for a long time, yeah. And I mean, there's a difference anyway between acting and wrestling acting. You know, yeah. In a sense, she kind of falls too hard. Like she's trying too hard to fall on the other side of the fence to be like a real actress instead of like Is wrestling it like can be, can be hammy and cheesy yeah. and and yeah. dumb. You know. Uh, the actual turn itself, I didn't conceptually have an issue with. Like, I, I get the character motivation to do it and so on and so forth. So, you know, that's fine for me. Um, if anything, I wish that there was more, uh, like, payoff to, you know, over, over the months, Christian's been saying, you know, she, she's got the eyes for me. She's, she's in love with me. There's maybe yeah. a little bit of like batting the eyelashes. You wanted a, you wanted a snog. Give a, you give wanted a, no, 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 not quite yeah. snog, but like give Ooh. a little, give a little, give a little <laughs> wink, a little. Ooh, do you think they will? Do you think they will do that, or do they, or or, or is it just going to be? She just hates Edge. I mean, that'd be quite uh, weird. Well, why does she hate Edge? What, I don't know. I don't know. I don't because, know. Yeah, because, I don't know. Did I miss? because Edge concertoed her son. Do you not remember that segment? And she was um, all like, aghast. Yeah, actually, yeah. But wasn't the son going to hear her? Yes. And then Edge stopped him. But then yeah, it's, but it's then, not his place to get involved in family business, okay? <laughs> this is just, just to get, uh, know your role, Copeland, yeah, all right? Don't be getting involved in another family's, you know, dispute, all right? Like, she can discipline that youngster mm-hmm. however she wants. It's not for you to go in and do a concerto. That's a bit of an exception, okay? You have to go on Dr. Phil, all right? Mm-hmm. This man concertoed my son. Help, help us, Dr. Phil. <laughs> um... <laughs> um uh, elsewhere on the show, uh, before we talk about the 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 not G one matches, what was it? So I saw the <laughs> the extremely staged MJF I, I've been killed backstage thing, mm. which I I think has to like now I'm leaning more on it is him and and because that I mean maybe it was just you know it's just wrestling people trying to stage a, 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 a jumping and it just, it wasn't intentional. But to me, that looked so posed him laid out backstage with the belt next to him. I yeah, was like, yeah. right, this, they, they, I feel like they're teasing that it, well, they are, they literally are teasing that it's, that it's him. And I feel like it would be very in line for the MJF character to do something like that. Um, so yeah, do you guys have any other, any other takes on the latest <laughs> developments on that, on that whole front? Uh, I hated the tag match. 
the the ghost Samoa Joe and MJF. Well, what was it? Not it wasn't the it, was no match. it didn't happen. It didn't happen because of the thing. But the the when they came out, the four spooky men in their spooky yeah, uh, secrets yeah. of pro wrestling revealed costumes and the lighting. I saw that like the lighting oh, the whole, was. We spoke about this last week where they they said. They've gotten control of our lighting. Oh, and that's lame. I that's just, so lame. I that's... fucking hate it. This is the opposite of everything AEW should yeah. be. No, that's they should so be the lame. Grown up alternate, serious alternative. Doesn't mean they can't do comedy or some light stuff, but just yeah. like hokey. The messing with the light stuff. That's WWE. That is that is oh, very WWE. Sub WWE. It's like TNA, WC, bad WCW. Yeah. Um, Worst of WWE, like uh, and on top, on top of all, just being laid, it's also they've been done to death. The the outsider faction who are taking over the broad. Ah, uh, come on, come on. Who cares? I mean, even the, the devil stuff itself is pushing it a little bit. But I can live with oh, someone's out to get MJF and hide yeah. behind a mark. Fine, there's a mystery. Okay, fine, a bit bit hackneyed, but fine. But then it starts getting into this territory. It's yeah. just like who's coming up with these ideas? If this is MJF's ideas Stop he needs to be it. like stopped yeah <laughs> tony needs to actually put his foot down and say look this is shit if it's someone on the producers they need to be fired yeah um they can go and work for tna or whatever yeah but I, I just just please don't get this off of my my aew yeah let's get back to business back to business speaking of back to business got a pretty decent suite of uh, continental classic matches here el toro mm. blanco rush and john moxley heard it was a good match by all accounts Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like the consensus I'm seeing on the on the on the C two, as it were, is that it's it, it has been delivering good matches, but it, uh, not it has not been blowing people away, and you know, uh, it, it hasn't it hasn't been a G one. Do you know what I mean? It hasn't been a oh my god, I'm I'm losing track of the match of the year contenders. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, but they've certainly yeah. been acclaimed and good. You know. Yeah, um, I think part of that is because the matches are limited to 20 minutes. Mm. I think in the G1 lately, they similarly have been, but historically G1 matches were like 30 minutes, right? So you get, you get well, the yeah, but, uh, draw. But you'd get, you'd, you would get some real great sprints in there, like an Ishii match that would be like 10 minutes, right. just all action. Like, I think you can have a great fast-paced match um but um yeah i mean to be fair like this is i mean this perhaps this is hair splitting you know i mean because it's 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 being very well received it's just i i think i think we're maybe waiting on the i think i think i would hopefully the final will be a big signature match they can have that next year they can when they say we're bringing back the continental classic everyone will go oh well remember the match you know right because uh, they, they kind of can't do that with the Owen. they've had two two years of owen tournaments now and it's it hasn't it, it hasn't produced you know, uh, 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 that caliber, you know, if they say we're bringing back the Owen tomorrow, you're not going to go, Oh mm. yes. The same way, you know, <laughs> maybe not, maybe, maybe not these days, like the, the, in, but like a couple of years ago in, in pre COVID in the peak of new Japan, when it was G1 season and you were slapping your hands together and you're right, let's see this fucking field and let's see what we're getting. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's, I, I think that's what they would hope for, for next year. And maybe uh, I don't feel like the hype has been quite there, but um, yeah. Uh, Roosh and Moxley and uh, Swerve and Mark Briscoe, good matches. Yeah, Moxie Roosh especially was everything I that was very good. hoped it would be. I, I particularly like the finish. Do you see the dis- this discourse about the uh, the finish of the match? Yes, because it was like uh, a ref stoppage and then Roosh popped back up and people were debating, like, is that like an MMA thing where people do not realize that they've lost and via stoppage or is it is it a Roosh thing? <laughs> is it a Roosh being Roosh thing? No, but they, they played it exactly like an MMA stoppage. Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think it was intentional. Because also, 
one thing I've seen under discussed is this company has done that finish before. I can't remember who he lost to. Ethan Page did this finish. It was I think it was to Moxley actually. It may have been. I think it was. Yeah, it was the he did the bulldog choke. Mm. And the ref stopped it, and then Ethan Page got up like, "What the fuck are you doing? I'm in. I'm having a match here. I'm trying to win. Turn that music mm. off." He's like, yeah. "No, you don't." And, and Moxie, Moxie has been in interviews very open in the past about how he is inspired by, for example, specific UFC matches historically. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't be surprised for him to to you know look at a finish and say, "Oh, we we ca- catch you in a choke, you pass out," and it was quite obvious that that's what what, it, what the finish was. And then Roosh jumps up and he's, whoa. And, and, yeah. he, and he, there was even a very subtle thing where he almost tried to go for the referee's leg, which is a, a classic UFC bit where the guy gets choked out and the ref's trying to wake him up and he's trying to take down the ref and fight the ref. Yeah. And everyone laughs. Oh, he's fighting the ref. Um, yeah, and I assumed then, it was intentional. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I think it was 100%. It was supposed to be like that. I don't think there was any, any issue. I, I didn't see anything to you know, lead mm-hmm. me elsewhere. But the match was, yeah. the match was uh, hard hitting. And I think, you know, coming out of the continental classic, there's, you know, going to be one or two guys whose stock kind of rises as a result. Mm. I don't think Jay lethal is necessarily going to be that guy. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Although Roosh, to give them a bit of credit. Sure. When, Cause when they, when, when they said no interference in this and we all said, well, they they better not do the thing where they have interference and they go oh what great heat that we did interference I do like that the the guy who always has interference is is winless in this thing that is a nice little story to tell to try and you know you know recalibrate a little bit because you've been so interference heavy so uh, give him you know give him that one I feel like I feel like the booking has actually been really solid um, yeah the only thing that they that I I feel like it lacks is week one there needed to be a big upset win to establish that yeah. anyone the, the one criticism I would say and maybe this is playing into the as you say the the um, reaction in terms of the match quality is that it, it's been a little bit safe it's been a little bit predictable I would say right. only the main event of Collision this week was the first time that mm. I've been kind of surprised by it and that was we're like we're over halfway through already at this stage you need you need to set up early that there can be draws or you can need to set up early that uh and a, a, a lower down guy can be, can beat one of the big stars. I mean, you would think Tony Khan, coming from the world of the Premier League, would appreciate the mm. underdog beating the established top mm. names. You know, yeah, a guy, um, a guy in real sports, but also a guy who has watched G ones again. I mean, I know that it's not. I'm not trying to say it's a one. They should just steal all the G one stuff, but it is. It's a success. Like, like there's always there's always an upset. There's always a great mm. match on the first night. Those are reliable things. I I was kind of thinking when they announced the names, I was like. And I didn't know what the match order was going to be. Like, they should have, like, not have him win, but they should have, like, Daniel Garcia beat Brian Danielson on, like, night one or whatever. And, and you go, oh, my God. And you go, oh, fuck. What's yeah, going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Like, like we're off to the There races. isn't really a story in there. I know there's yeah. the Eddie Kingston, that he wants retaining his belts thing. Like, who cares about the triple crown bullshit? I don't know what that... I'm not interested and in that new at belt. all. Yeah. Someone carrying around three belts. I always thought that was stupid, to be honest. Yeah. Just, get, just get one belt. Yeah. Um, I'm not interested. Yeah, there's no stuff like if it was like suddenly Daniel Garcia's won his first two matches. Oh my god, is he going to go on and be the the winner? And then yeah, yeah. that's our story. It kind of feels like the top guys are just wrestling and and it, yeah, I, I, the I, middle rank guys and the middle rank guys are beating the shit guy. And you know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And okay. I, I like that they show you know the league table and all that. But but that's an, mm. an an understated part of sport and the appeal of football and rugby and so on is 
that you you have a narrative, you have a story mm. to the mm. league table. This guy's ahead of this guy, but this guy's got a game in hand, but it's against this guy. And right. like, there, are, there is stuff you can do in conversations you can have about that, but it does feel a little bit like mm. they have a match. The match is quite good. Here's the table. Anyway, no, no, like analysis of the table. What does it mean? Oh, if this guy beats this guy, and then you then you care about the result of that match. It does feel a little bit like you watch a good match. One of them will win. You're not too in- invested in who wins. And uh, it's often the predictable result. And so, yeah. you know, it's, it's less uh, exciting. Any other tidbits from Dynamite or will we segue over to our C2 matches from um, Saturday? The only thing from Dynamite that I wasn't super hot on, and we talked already about the uh, <laughs> Samoa Joe. I, I, I will say with the MGF thing, the one, the one element of it that I thought was well done, insofar as not a lot of it was well done, was that it was the one moment where Samoa Joe let his eye off MJF. Because Samoa Joe's been mm. doing this, you're my property, no one touches you. And he, yeah, there was an yeah. was a, a, a interaction earlier on between MJF and Hangman that was potentially going to escalate. Samoa Joe ran in, leave him alone, leave him alone, don't touch mm. him. The one second he takes his eye off MJF, MJF gets seemingly attacked. So that, that mm. I, I like that thought into it. As Joe said, it wasn't exactly... Yeah well executed I didn't like the MJF Adam Page interplay either okay. I, I'm a little bit tired mm-hmm. a little bit sick of the uh, the constantly sarcastic constantly smarmy you're so boring other person MJF mm. promo yeah yeah. I like when MJF is serious and he can sometimes play into the the uh, here's a real story from when I was young and getting into mm. the business but when he's serious and he's playing into that, I think he's one of the best to do it. Yeah. But when when he's like Adam Cole, fellow babyface, you are the most boring man who's ever lived. Like, who does that benefit to do that kind of promo? Yeah. He's trying to be the Rock. He's trying to be. The, mm. But the Rock was like, and put the people down and say they blame and but I know right, but he's not. Uh, but I, I think what, what the comparison I've heard people make is he he's trying to be the rock, but he's like he's like comeback rock. He's like yeah. second era Hollywood rock. rock, Hollywood rock. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, like you know, twenty eleven forward, like just not on yeah. on that level. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I, I'm kind of with you. I, I, I'm yeah. Remember, like I, I don't know when it was. Was it a year ago when we were talking about MJF? It was like. Oh, he was doing some promos. We were like, oh, I was like Ric Flair in his prime. Oh, but he's great. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm not saying that wasn't yeah. true, but like, what happened? How, how far are we falling? <laughs> like, right? What happened? What, what happened was he turned baby face. He was he turned face. Like, <sighs> yeah, I just I just don't like. I just don't. I don't. I don't like. And the funny thing is, I think he could be. A, I think he could be a better baby face than this. I don't even think that he's just a bad baby face. I think he could be yeah. a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just th- I just think this material is just rubbish. I just think it's 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 really really well, bad. It's, it's not the even end. the material. It's like the direction of the character. Like there's certain yeah. things that should be excluded. Yeah, from what he does. Mm. But like, and I get, I get the you know he's our scumbag thing, and that and that makes sense. But he's he's also like. The, the our scumbag thing could be more closely aligned to like an Eddie Guerrero type who like still yeah. cheats, still uses the diamond ring and winks at the audience, but he's just like like a prick to people and like to to beloved characters, you know, um, which I don't think necessarily works in his favor. I would like to see him take a little bit more of a serious approach with his, like grow up a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, I mean, I thought that the the uh, the TV this week was relatively strong. Okay, good. Um, 
I like Dynamite aside from the the previously mentioned stuff. I thought the main event was very good, in fact. And I thought Collision. I mean, I was kind of down on Collision last week. I know I, I saw a lot of reaction to Collision from last week. Actually, was quite positive. I was maybe the the island of like I found last week's one a total snooze. Yeah. I think that this week's Collision was also very good. Um, okay. we'll be, yeah, a couple of a couple of you know good good uh, tournament matches. Uh, yeah. oh, I also, versus- I also watched. I also watched the one match from Rampage because there was, was a Collision was Classic match on Rampage this week, which was Danielson Garcia. Oh, Danielson doing two uh, two matches in one week—that's that's, that's yeah. interesting. I didn't watch the rest uh, of Rampage because life's too Rampage. short. Yeah, but that match yeah, that I, match was good. I assume so, based on the, the two people involved. Yeah, notable I'm, I'm for not, Garcia coming out in the in the trunks again. He did not have the okay. leather leather gimmicks not on the pants. Okay, interesting. He had, he had the okay. red death uh, tights, and he had the scarf again. So kind of a step back to okay persona when he beat yeah. Danielson previously. Yeah, um, and there was only the, the the briefest of little dance moments, but really, really yeah. less of that. Which I would like to, um, I would like to see Garcia again go down the more serious route again, and maybe once in a while break out the dance <laughs> as a kind of. Yeah, like not that the dance is defining of him as a character. That's the problem. Know? Yeah, not. I just I hate that he became dancing man. I just hated that. It's, it's funny. It, it's you're not, he, he has a great. He 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 has a really good character that walks that line quite well. And like someone like we we've we've talked about this. It, they it, it just then became forget all that nuance. You are you are dancing guy. You, you dance at the interviewer. The you dance down the ramp. Yeah, you are, you are, yeah, yeah, uh, um, you know, but he'd have a great NWA title run if he ever, if he ever made the jump. Yeah. So let's, so, let's dial anyway. that back again. He can still do it the odd time, but let's make him a serious, he can say, I'm not a sports entertainer, I'm a pro wrestler. And the guy go, yeah. And then he has these great technical matches. Get, get back into that conversation with, with a Zack Sabre Jr., with a Brian Danson. Continue your trajectory mm. in that direction. And the odd time when you're having a fucking, heated match the crowd are into it he knocks down the guy he gives it the hips and then you're back to your match you know and and that to be a little a little cherry on the top as opposed to a cherry the size of a cake on a tiny little cake weighing Mm. it down and squishing it you know um before we get to the c2 match i just want to ask how like how much of an actual match was uh uh omega and page because i feel like if they got time they could probably have a it was a good very, match. very much a match. Yeah, it was oh, exactly good, good, yeah. what, you, what you're saying. Because I looked at that on this graphic here and I'm just kind of like, oh, that could be good. But if it's just a case of they're in Canada, get them out there and just have Omega win in Canada against other Canadian guys, <laughs> like, that'd be disappointing. But if they got time, like, I'd imagine it would. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I'm, I'm glad no, to they hear got, they got they time got and time. they had a good they match. It was very good. It's very good. Page is Page is good. I mean, he's he's I, like with a roster this stacked. I don't know where I, who who would I sub out to, to sub him in is the is the question you have to ask with a roster this deep. But he is yeah. like he, when they do their little Canadian tours, he's always on there and, and he does well in, in in the shot. Yeah, but you you need to find something for him to do. This is the problem with AEW is that you've got guys who want it that they have nothing for, and the guys who they put on TV seem to be somewhat I don't say going through the motions because that's not true of everybody but you just mentioned like Kenny Omega okay when's the last time that we were properly I guess the Osprey match uh, Forbidden Door the last time we, we properly got Kenny Omega or the last time we properly got 
I don't know, a, uh, yeah. a good Eddie Kingston storyline, not that Eddie Kingston well, himself. Doing this jerk, like, the one thing that really got me on Dynamite was when they referred to Kenny Omega as one half of the Golden Jets. Golden Jets. <laughs> I laughed. And you're like, wait, 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 what? Is that some sort of like, still going? like, is that a, like a vehicle leasing firm he owns? Like, like, I did oh laugh at the, with the pay-per-view when it was like, a ta- you know, if you win, you get a tag team shot, but if you lose, you have to split up. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it feels uh, like, I mean, I, um, I, you know, yeah, go on, Paul. It feels like the roster, the roster reminds me a little bit of the, uh, the Manchester United team at the moment, Joe, where on paper yeah. you look and you go, that should pretty much work. I mean, that should be good. And it's just the bits fitting together and being in the right position. And the motivation as well. And I the think motivation. Just lack of, yeah. after, like it's been for, you know, the, well, before, yeah, four years of dynamite now. I think naturally after that point, you just get a bit, the, the same, like the Omegas, the Bucks, even, and I like Orange Cassidy and people like that, but it's been four years of them. Mm. It's just like... And, and also the fact that the, the roster no is freshness. so stuffed. The, the hungry up-and-comers uh, don't necessarily get the chance to satisfy their motivation, and so they might become demotivated as a result as well. So you're kind of nobody properly served because mm. of the size of the roster, in a sense. Um. Also, can they fucking stop showing Dante Martin's leg, please? please. Oh, why did they show like it again? Them? I don't know, but they're fucking obsessed with showing it. Wait, no, why, what was the context of them showing match? it? His he brother was, had a match. I don't, this, this might have been on Rampage. I don't remember if it was on Rampage Collision. No, he's just being interviewed, and they're like, well, we better show him breaking his leg again. Oh, yeah, no, that's horrible, yeah. I mean, like, fair, I guess if they're interviewing him, fair enough, but yeah. Uh, ooh, that was, because the end, yeah, let's not even, yeah, it's horrible. That was, uh, I don't need to see that ever again. Um, yes. Anyway. I've seen it. I've, uh, I've seen it on three broadcasts now. That's enough. Okay, that'll we do. Can. Yeah. Um, uh, on the C two side of things, on Collision, uh, so Danielson back at it again with uh, Andrade. I assume that was great. Oh, 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 baby, this was this was my uh, my match of the week. Oh, okay. they, had, they had an absolute scorcher. I mean, this this might have been the best. The best. I keep want, call, wanting to call it the Cruiserweight Classic. What's it called? Continental you called it the classic. Collision Classic earlier, which I, I didn't bother correcting because who cares? But uh, yeah, the Continental <laughs> Classic. It was. I mean, to me, this was maybe the best match so far. Would you disagree? Okay. Sorry, what? I was distracted. <laughs> uh, Danielson versus uh, Andrade. Best match of the tournament so far? Um. Uh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm really. I haven't really been keeping track. But yeah. I mean, everyone kind of mer- merged into one for me. To be honest, though, this this. And th- th- not, this enough, plays, not enough stories. Mm. Anymore, this this more. plays into the, the motivation argument, though, as well, because, you know, from what what we hear through our uh, sources who exist is um, <laughs> Andrade has, like, one, one foot out the door and he's potentially yes. looking to, to move elsewhere. Yeah. But he's putting in a shift every time he's on TV. Yeah. And he and Danielson had a proper balls-to-the-wall mm. 18 minute match here to main event collision. Um, properly, properly good stuff. Uh, they played into the, the um, eye patch angle. Andrade, like, of course, ripped it off him and threw it away and was headbutting them and throwing elbows at his eye and stuff and hit him with two mm. of the spinning elbows as well. The, the kick into the, the, the Judas effect style uh, elbow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they, he 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 uh, he beat his beat on his face, punched him in the face, and then hit him with the DDT and clean as a sheet. One, two, three. 
Um, and it was like a shocking, shocking result. And that's mm. kind of what you want more of with this with this tournament. This was kind of, to your point, Barry, earlier, what, what you look for from this. This is this is kind of the first time we truly got it. Not that the other matches in the tournament weren't also very good, but this was this is the first kind of go out of your way to see this one. I, okay. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, also on the show, you had Claudio versus Eddie. Big grudge match. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it a lot, though. It, it was very good. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I this this might have been this might have been the best of their matches that I've seen. Actually. Okay, well that's that's good. Yeah, because I, I I like their stuff together. Yeah, but at the same time, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago. Like I'm 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 cold on Claudio. Okay, I'm, I'm turning into Vince McMahon, where I kind of see it now. That as a character, <laughs> I find him very dry, very dry, very not particularly interesting. His wrestling style, he has good matches, but also his wrestling style. Yeah. I think I think he's good as a guy in a faction like the 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 BCC. I think that is a good role yeah. for him. And and like Ring of Honor champion is a good tier because uh, he has history with that promotion and it's it's a world title, but it's not like your real your AEW world title. Like I think I think they've yeah. slotted him quite well. I'm yeah I yeah he's great, but like I I I've never quite been the uh, he should be the fucking world, world champion. champion. Like no. I've never I've never quite gotten that, even though he's obviously excellent in the ring. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So you say it's collision overall good. Anything else you wanted to highlight there? Um, um, but the only bad note on it was there was they had a match because they were in Canada with um, two point Oh yes, uh, Daddy Magic and and Cool Hand Ange against Penta and Commander. Okay, and the crowd were so into you know Daddy Magic and the boys when they came out, and they just beat they they were just beaten beaten clean by this ragtag oh that's disappointing I mean I pff, you could have pinned commander come on I know, I like, okay, like, you, like you, push, you push pentagon a little bit I guess like fair enough but also you could have, you, they could have been against anyone that's annoying that is annoying yeah um, oh well uh, uh, yeah, uh, no, otherwise otherwise the show is good there's a willow mercedes match it looks like it's leading to a tag team match okay. with uh, with Statlander and diamante and then Wardlow, okay. Wardlow gave Willie Mack a big old power bomb. That was pretty okay. much it. Uh, yeah, uh, I suppose that was the AEW TV for the while. Uh, anyone keeping up with with the CM Punk Conquer. stuff? He was- I mean, I just don't care. I just don't care. Everyone's like, no. I think people are like tuning in to like, I don't know. Uh, get something out of it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's I. Uh, but, but oh, that's that, that's why people watch television, Barry. Um, <laughs> I realize how stupid that sentence was. I was saying it. I feel like people who are like annoyed he went back are like watching it to try and get. You know, do you know what I mean? Mm. To like analyze each frame and say he actually hates it there. But like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I get any of that. It's just, it's just not very compelling. Any of it no, on any real level. It's, it's real kind of. You know what it kind of is. Remember, like the first week back in AW was amazing, and then remember it, there was a lot of the. The, it was the CM Punk smiling and waving tour for a few weeks on on yeah, Rampage yeah. and Dynamite. I kind of feel like we're doing that again, where he's just showing up and like, "That's right, everyone, I'm back." But and he, I, feel, I, I, I he feels even more toothless than yeah. than then, because I mean, I made the point last week on this excellent podcast that we do that mm. um, mm-hmm. you know me as an AEW watcher, I I watch the CM Punk promo on, on Raw, the first one, wanting my blood to boil and wanting 
oh my god, he's taking a shot at my team, and I wanted to. Yeah. You know, people were saying, oh, well, AW fans are going to hate it, obviously. Well, I wanted to, and all I felt was, like, indifferent. I was like, oh, that was just, like, boring and bad. Yeah. Um, and the more I watch, I mean, he, he did uh, one on SmackDown this week, which was, for all intents and purposes, you know, better received. But then he was on NXT with Shawn Michaels going, you know, people take selfies with me and say, I watch you growing up. Well, Shawn Michaels, I watch you growing up. Let's us take a selfie in the ring. I was like, is this an Austin oh. Theory promo? Like, what is yeah. this? Yeah, it's like, because it, it's like, as as frustrating as it was for the second AEW run, when it felt like, it felt like he was going way too off the reservation and he was cutting all these weird promos in six different directions because he was trying to get all his shit in. Even though that wasn't great, it, the, the element of chaos is kind of what makes him feel special and and exciting. Mm, yes. And, and if you look back um, at his heyday in WWE, obviously they were all, everyone agreed to it. They were all totally down with it. But, you know, it was him throwing shots at Triple H when Triple H was the big new authority figure at that time. Uh, yes. uh, you know, and and uh, there is just something inherently against what people like about him that he's that he's just like gleefully y- yucking it up with management. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. obviously he does that everywhere he goes because he yucky. He, he before they blew up, he he was super buddy buddy with Tony Khan. But there's something about the on screen the on screen show acknowledging that he loves management is odd to me and not what I think people want at all. But also. He, um, yeah, since he kind of really got big in, in 2011, yeah, his whole character has been kind of the, you know, the anti-authority voice of the voices. Mm. And now in his 40s, uh, he, can't, he can't really do that anymore. Also in the sense that WWE fans love WWE's yes. hierarchy. And so he can't come out and go, Fucking this, this guy. This company sucks, and I'm gonna fix it. And you know, <laughs> you're like the tribal you're, chief you hit on, taking up all the TV time. And blah, blah, no, blah. yeah, you've actually you've hit on. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting thing. So it's almost kind of like it doesn't even really matter what is, what you know, uh, what you what you expect, what you think of punk at his prime is. I think you're so right. I think in 2023, I think their audience does not want to be told this show stinks and the the champion is a, is is the company guy, and I'm not the company guy. They don't want that. They don't want to be told that. Um, which they is, like the company know, guy. They like the they like the company guy. They like the, they company. Like the company. They like the, they they and that's one of the you know and that's you know I, I think I think the formation of AEW was kind of a, a, a fissuring moment where the type of people who would go out of kind of habit but didn't like the show they don't go anymore they go they go and watch AEW or they do something else or whatever the people who go to those shows they love the shows now um, and I think mm. that's. Uh, that's probably the way it should be. I think. I think. I think we were in a weird place pre AEW where people were going out of habit, despite the fact that they would hijack segments and obviously had no interest in what they were watching. It's probably healthier to have it this way. But a character like CM Punk then is is very like what, weirdly. What purpose does he serve? Like, what's his character? Is he just a and because older- the one they, they love the company, they love poaching a guy that AEW couldn't handle. And I, to counter that, people have saying, no, 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 they didn't poach him. AEW fired him. They don't care. It's about the optics. Of, of getting yeah. someone that their fans loved. It is very much like but they still, sports they still want to promote him as the controversial of course, yeah. Wild, yeah. what's he going to say? And, but like nothing is ultimately going to be the answer. So it almost feels like a character shift 
in a way where he's just going to be, to your point, I mean, what, what what's going to be any difference between CM Punk and Goldberg when he comes out or yeah. Edge when he came back? I mean, he's just a, an older guy who, hey, you remember me from when I was... You remember me, him. yeah. From yeah, he's he's member berries. Member berries, the wrestler. Can I can I give them can I give them credit for one thing that, uh, though? And I, I, like as someone who doesn't like especially care for it or any interest in watching the match, they do still market him as controversial. And like they have, they do have people buying into the idea that him and Seth Rollins don't actually like each other. Like this is this is this is fucking the real deal. Like they they. People believe that. And I remember I remember when Rollins started doing that stuff before, like two years ago when Punk blew up the first time in AEW and had the fight. And he, he caught what was so obviously a, I'm a wrestler, I'm going to give a very wrestling answer here on the off chance I might get a chance to work with this man down the line. It was very smart out of him. And everyone was like, oh my God, Rollins, shooting, he's, he's shooting. I'm like, no, he's so obviously not. He's just being a very clever pro wrestler. And I have to give them credit. People buy into the idea that like, Seth Rollins nearly tackled him at Survivor Series and stabbed him. It's just like, it's like people. So I like, again, you know, I think people are buying into that. So, so but they, again, like suppose, rest- where the controversy, the controversy now is not that he criticizes the company. The controversy is just that he's prickly and people don't like him. You know? <laughs> that um, people don't like him is, is the, which I guess in wrestling should, it shouldn't every character be that people want to have All matches with me and don't like me. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Except anyway, he's a we'll, Um, Despite our cynicism, I will watch whatever the first match is. I, I, out of curiosity, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't think I will. I mean, I, I'm just interested. Like we said before, will he wear the long tights? I don't think he'll be. Allowed. Well, we're going to have to get a long boy update. That's you're know, going to have to yeah, tune yeah, in yeah. for 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 a long boy update. Um, um but, uh, yeah, I that's mean, that is it. Uh, on the non wrestling television side of things, a lot of things here on the sheet. I haven't really. I've I've kind of. I've, I've fallen off on, on Rick and Morty because the uh, Channel 4 app is shite on every device I own. Mm. So I, I just haven't been able to watch it lately. So I'm kind of stalled on that. I think I'm going to, they eventually, Channel 4 has it when it airs and then it goes on Netflix like a few months later. I think I'll, I'll finish it when it goes on Netflix because as you're annoying not, as you're Netflix not missing, is. You're not missing much. I think the last has few. It, has, it not, has it not maintained? Because I thought we were fairly, high, not high, but we were we decently were into the, the first half. Few. And then since the, uh, episode five, I, ju- I haven't really enjoyed it at all since then. I've been kind of okay. The, the one this week with the um, it was a uh, remember um, Ice T was on it. When was it? Yes, season yeah, yeah, the Ice T two. Was two. It was very early. Yeah, they brought they brought that character back in oh. in a, a, an absolutely atrocious episode. Um, like when they did that post credit scene in that first episode where they went to his little world, I was like, yeah. there's about a post credit scene worth of humor in that and nothing more. So if they brought that, those characters back, I uh, oh, I can tell I'm not going to like it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it at all. At all. Okay. And actually, it was notable for being the first uh, episode in history that Rick did not appear in. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, um, note to the writers, that is a bad thing because the show okay. was a hundred times worse for his absence. Um, so not good. Now, I mean, I think we've only got like two more episodes this season, but first half, perfectly good, perfectly watchable. Second half of the season, poor. Uh, same with Monarch. I'm still watching Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, mm. that Godzilla. Oh, yes. Yeah. The Apple TV series. Godzilla thing. Yeah. Mm. No. No, it's not. Oh, in. really? Um, oh, it it got good reviews. It got. I, I think AV Club gave it like an A minus. I said, okay, wow. let's give this a try because I'm I've a Godzilla guy. Things, yeah. I like it, the Godzilla. 
I like when the big monsters fight each other, even if Godzilla's not involved. I love all that shit. Kaiju's in that specific rain. Yeah, fucking doing suplex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but Monarch is... Um, it's every bit the Disney Plus, MCU, right. Star Wars... Can I ask a very basic lock. question? What yeah. What is the premise of this television show? I actually don't even know what it's about other than Godzilla's okay. there. So there's there's two timelines at play. You have okay. um, a modern timeline where a a scientist whose involvement in this monarch uh, organization is, is is somewhat ambiguous, but he essentially has died slash gone missing, and okay. a group of uh, people uh, from his family or adjacent are trying to find him. Okay. And then uh, in the past it's kind of more about the formation in a sense of monarch and you have uh some people involving or or um some people uh investigating uh some monstrous goings on and the thing that's that's notable for is that you have uh kurt russell and wyatt russell playing the same character character, which is great which is is great he does look exactly like his dad it is really they look exactly the same the problem is that the show is completely uninteresting and and uh, boring. Okay, and you know this is this is the issue when you have shows like I'm gonna I'm gonna be very biased here. Shows like Nirvana the band, shows like Scavengers Reign, shows like Succession, shows mm. like Severance, shows like uh, Breaking Bad, where you have a creator, a properly creative writer or director or whatever who has an idea and forms a show around it and you and you see that vision blossom and have its own unique thing to say and you get into the the characters are so well developed you get totally get into it you can't wait to see what happens and then you have this other category of show which is where you get you know people in suits in a boardroom go right what fucking ip do we need to use before we lose the rights to it uh oh me- hire this no-name person to make a show about that. Yeah. So here's the brief. Go do that, and they just—it just ends up as slop. Yeah, and we've seen that a hundred times. Monarch is every fucking six out of ten. Go through the motions. There's a, then the Godzilla, a bit of Godzilla, whatever we can fucking afford with the budget we have. You get five yeah. seconds of Godzilla here. Uh, it's it's every bit that. So if you if you watched like fucking Loki season one or uh, Andor, are you looking for a good example or a bad example? Andor is good. I know Andor is the good show. I, I thought you were say- listing good ones. People like Loki, no. so I thought you were listing good ones. So Loki wasn't good. I I have had, I just have no interest to watch any of it. I read it all. I was just well, like it's, the, it's anyway, that. Like if if yeah. you can picture in your mind's eye the quality level of those shows, Mandalorian season three. I mean, this right. is every bit that same tone, that same feeling. Okay. I just I, I feel nothing towards it. I'm going to keep watching it because I'm fucking stupid. Well, you're pot committed I, now. You've, I, I, I like you know. Godzilla, but it's like it's bad. It's mm. bad. Um, one good show I'm watching, which is the other side of the fence again, is uh, The Leftovers. I'm on season mm-hmm. two of that. Really fucking good. Uh, did you in the end? I forget. Did you get around to watching? Ironically, watching The Watchmen at any point? No. No, an extremely good show. I I really should. I mean, I only read that book for the first time like last year, so I'm, it's yeah. all very fresh to me. Very, I watched the movie for some reason. But um, Leftovers is the show that Damon Lindelof made between Lindelof Lost went on. And okay, The Watchmen. So Leftovers was the pre 
the pre-watch. Watchmen. Okay, excellent. And you you can already see in it the 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 building blocks for what Watchmen you know became. Yeah, it's I've, le- I've heard very good things. Yeah, and well, pe- people say leftovers season one not great, but you get season two and three, and it's fucking ten out of ten, mm. all to all. I actually quite liked season one, so it's actually okay. one of the one of those shows where people warn you, like you know, Final Fantasy, get through the first twelve hours and then it's good. Okay, well, I actually quite like season one, um, but season two is really really great it's got you know you're justin throw uh margaret Qualley, um you know great cast great mystery it's very very kind of takes the the mystery elements from lost but gives it more of a kind of uh prestige tv framework to it whereas lost still kind of had a soap opery kind of feeling to it which i feels, love yeah but this feels closer to something like watchman where it feels like proper proper shit you know um so that's what i've been watching that's everything. Alrighty, uh, Joe. What's the what's the what's the Fraser uh, uh, checklist like? Where where are you at? Well, um, we 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 finished it. We're up Excellent. today. Okay, so we're we finished of, um, this week. Yeah, we finished it as well. Final episode, Christmas episode this week. So uh, mm-hmm. we've watched all of them. I have to say, after after watching all all ten of the episodes, did quite enjoy it overall. It's all right. It? Yeah, it's all right. There was, there was some. There were a few episodes in there. I say the the best one. So episode six, blind date. Yes. So Fraser, so Fraser. And, and Freddie are both expecting blind dates at the apartment. A lovely lady turns up who's probably in, halfway in between their ages. Yeah. And they don't know whose blind date she's supposed to be. And rather than just asking her, no. because that would be normal. <laughs> in, in any iteration of Fraser, characters <laughs> should never just ask no. the question and never, no, that's a fool's uh, errand. You've got to try and drop clues. Figure out. That was a classic Fraser. Very um, classic Fraser premise. Uh, premise. And I, it, it didn't probably play out as well as the classic Fraser would have in no. terms of exploiting just the, the agony of it and the little moments and the resolution. But it was it was good enough. And then I enjoyed the Christmas one because it had a very kind of similar farcical premise to it. Um, yeah, in between, some of them weren't weren't great. But uh, the Lilith one, I did enjoy the Lilith episode. She's, she's very good. She's a great value character. Um, very, very good. And then when they... <laughs> I was desperate for them to start um getting it on with each other because that's what would always happen in the shows they have this they hate each other but they have this animal attraction yes they they each other. and they paid they did pay that off i was very pleased with that and, and then like, of course Roz yeah. appears in the in the final episode for like two lovely. seconds she i was, was in it a lot but it was great to see her but it's like it was so because with the lilith episode like baby new earth was a great actress they got they got their money's worth she was on the whole episode she hasn't lost it great performance and Roz, I mean, now, like they framed the episode in such a way where she was like a surprise at the ending. Mm. Although all the fucking marketing was about how she was in the episode. Oh, so yeah. it was so fucking yeah. obvious when Freddie said he had a surprise what it was going to be. But um, yeah, she saw, and it's a it's a good scene, uh, you know, when she shows up and then they have the, the conversation at the bar. It is a good scene. I was just like, ah, it's like there's so little from the original show coming over and that those little morsels are so small. Mm. It mm. is a shame. I really feel like, especially since they had like this last episode had two separate instances of Niles dialogue, obviously not featuring that. Oh, I, was like, yeah. I was like, they, they, you know, David Hyde Pierce has told them in no uncertain terms, like I am not coming back ever. So don't keep asking me. <laughs> so just, so just say Niles texted something to Frazier because I'm not coming back, no, which God. is probably for the best. I just feel mm-hmm. like it, it wouldn't be the same. Um, yeah, it's, 
I, I will say this: if it didn't have the Fraser name on it and the Kelsey Grammer performance, I mean, you you wouldn't give it a second sh- a second glance. Nah. I'll say that because even even though it's not terrible, it's certainly not you know super memorable and and you know um, you know Alan's a funny enough character. You know, I, um, I think they I think they could have done more episodes. Could, it's the sort of show needs more episodes because I feel like they could actually find more of a find their feet than well, find, these their feet, find more of a chemistry with the characters and get into more of a rhythm whereas 10 ep- 10 episodes a show like this is not designed for 10 episodes no. this is not a uh, an otard british sitcom where two no, people yeah. two two people write six episodes yeah 10 years apart and then you know this is this is mass production american comedy yeah. entertainment and it needs 28 episodes a, a year yeah, they, they, yeah. Value. So more time, I think, would have helped a lot because, like, when the episode was done, I was just thinking, like, man, they like didn't do mm. anything with like the character of Eve. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's like you you know no more about that character or or have no more memories of her than you pretty much do from the first episode. Basically, mm. I was like, that's the that that that's like again in in a, the, the length of an original run of Fraser in a twenty two episode season, you probably would have gotten more of that character and you know uh, uh, the relationships and whatnot and likewise likewise david feels so one note it just feels like the surrogate niles character and this oh he's, he's not, good. not good no i thought he was i grew on him a little bit as the season went on i thought the episode where like he was alan's assistant was 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 well done i'm like yeah, give me a little bit more of that i think as you say yeah 10 is not enough he's just not, not he's enough. funny enough um, no i'd say two two other issues i had with it one the first Frasier was very good at establishing location, which was always so key to that kind of sitcom. You've got your Frasier's apartment, the radio station, Cafe Nervosa. Mm-hmm. Those are your three fixed locations. We all know where they are. With this, they're kind of going lots of different places. They go to offices, lectures. They don't establish those locations well enough. Nope. That's a bit of a problem for me. And secondly, the other problem is frazier in the interim between the two shows is supposed to have become a big tv star and he's now incredibly rich he can buy an apartment building yeah. at, you know the drop of a hat um the problem is for me the whole what made it so funny is that frazier and niles they have money but they don't have money they don't have the status yeah. they're always so desperate to climb yeah. the social ladder and get up there whereas now frazier's this rich famous like harvard professor yeah why is he ever in like embarrassed on in need of uh you know approval like yeah th- they made him too high status i need to kind of bring him down a peg or two to to yeah i think uh maybe he should have had to have moved in with freddie it should have been yeah. more of that kind of situation where he's down on his luck and now he's the one in uh needs to which would have mirrored the the uh, yeah. john mahoney situation which they have co- they, they go back to a lot which i think is quite nice but yeah i think that actually yeah that would have been great fraser needing to be taken care so of so much more comedy in that yeah, yeah they, they didn't go there but anyway it's, it's it's all right i think one, right. one i didn't want to get into it too much because you hadn't i think you had watched the show one thing i enjoyed and i wish they did more of it is that one thing from re-watching fraser in the last couple of years i've really enjoyed is that I really love the dynamic of Niles as someone who just detests that Frasier wants to be on the radio and wants to be on the television mm. because it's not yeah. enough for him to be a psychiatrist. He has to be famous. Mm. And every time Frasier, like in the original run of the show, every every 
TV toe dipping experience he did. It was always the tackiest shine. He'd always debase himself. And I love that in this show, they they do show you what his television show descended yeah. to. And it's it's like crap. It's like absolute. <laughs> it's like it's worse than the worst possible Dr. Phil episode. <laughs> and I like funny. that they show, yeah, so he got it. He got the money, but he did have to like debase himself and out, become yeah. a total. Because he, and he is a sellout. Even in the prime years of the show, he's such an obvious sellout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why the, the, the BB character is great because she's like the devil on his shoulder. She knows how to sweet talk mm. him because he just wants fame so but again the more they could have done so much more with that and like you were going to say the, he, there was no real consequences from it like he didn't really wrestle no. too much with the fact that that there's there's he sold out he just kind of made his millions mm. and and you know yeah i i i i kind of even though i'm not super high on it i kind of hope they do another season just mm. i think there's some there's stuff there you can flesh out i would say yeah yeah um, even if it's just having a few more of the old people back for a little pop a little and, yeah, uh, the cheap, cheap the, yeah the cheap pop the royal rumble entrance that's yeah. daphne's music you know um just nails i mean i'm sure it's been by paramount standards a success i mean you look at some of the yeah. shit on that server i'm like what the fuck is oh, half no. of this crap pet cemetery 2 like what the fuck not the original pet cemetery 2 they made a no. new pet cemetery no. 2 this year I'm like, okay, great. Anyway, uh, what have you been watching on the old television this week? Uh, Doctor Who concluded its third episode special of the David Tennant uh, return. So that was last night. A uh, very good episode featuring Neil Patrick Harris as the Ooh. toy master. Very wonderful character. I really enjoyed his performance. So the, the thing is, this new show is now being distributed on Disney Plus internationally, which means they've got a lot of more money. It looks really good, the show. It always looked a bit naff before. It looked a bit pantomime <laughs> you know, cheap yeah. sets. Because even, you know, you try and do that type of show, it's so expensive with all the props and the CGI and everything on a, on a BBC budget. But now it looks like a movie level. It's yeah. like almost too good. I'm like, is this a Doctor Who? Is, is it losing the charm like, a bit, you know? It's like, like a Disney Plus show. Um, but it's, it's very good. And David Tennant was great. And he regenerated at the end into the new, uh, the new Doctor. Um so yeah there's going to be back for a Christmas special and then a new series so exciting times ahead for uh, Doctor Who for the Who heads or the Whovians Uh, and then we also finished off uh, Only Murders in the Building Uh, we kind of raced through the the latest series of that which was very entertaining as always it's very funny I love Steve Martin Mindshaw and uh, Selena Gomez are a great trio Um, a bit star heavy this one like a lot of shows that become popular suddenly a load of famous people want to be in it and this one had Paul Rudd Meryl Streep oh, and wow. quite a few other people in it who I like but then um, eh, I kind of like the original dynamic of the show I don't want like too yeah. many people getting involved I mean Meryl Streep's great you forget she's Meryl Streep because she's just so good but yeah it was it was, it was was a fun little series and it'll be back for a fourth one and so I look, look I do to love it. the bear had this as well I do love this the between seasons jump where you can tell a show blew up and then celebrities yeah, are queuing around the block to try and get on it yeah and like the bear is just ins- the Christmas episode of the bear is just insane it's just insane <laughs> you, you spend the whole time pausing oh look, oh, look it's what, who's that oh yeah <laughs> it is him <laughs> um that's the uh TV guff for the week I watched uh, I just can't get enough Kelsey Grammer. I just can't get enough of that Gramnet logo at the end of the new Fraser that looks like it's from 1992. I think he needs to freshen that logo up. I needed to see it again in a film this week. Just I watched. I didn't. I actually have still not seen Money Plane. Before we started the show, I was telling the lads I have a big backlog of, of Red Letter Media stuff on my Watch Later playlist mm. on YouTube, including the, I want to watch Money Plane before I watch their episode, and that was 
that was COVID. That was original. That was like first summer of COVID. Still sitting there because I haven't gotten around to watching Money Plane. But uh, alas, um, I I did watch the Twelve Days of Christmas Eve, which is like a it's like a lifetime movie. I think it's like a you know it's some fucking never heard cheap. Of it. It's neither have I until I, 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 the, the folks over at the world's worst streaming service. Now they got me back with their one euro. Uh, we'll give you three months for a euro each month. If you please, yeah. please come back. And I, and I was like, and I set a reminder on my phone, cancel that immediately on February. Cause it's a dire service. Yeah. Um, but I was scrolling through their little Christmas section. They had this Kelsey grammar. Was there. I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. Kelsey grammar in a sort of Christmas Carol ish. Uh, uh, tale. Uh, there might be some yucks to be had, and indeed there was some, but not enough. It, 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 it. So basically, it's um, uh, it is, it is Christmas Carol slash Groundhog Day. Kelsey Grammer is a a, a curmudgeonly businessman who uh, uh, isn't nice to his employees, and he is he's um uh, disenfranchised from his daughter, who is played by Spencer Grammer, his actual daughter, who I believe at one point he was also very distant from because he was being a television star when she was growing up. The voice of summer in Rick and Morty, of course. Mm. Um, she's very good in it. Um, and so, yeah, he's disenfranchised from them. He's been an arsehole to everyone on Christmas Eve. And, oh, my God, he dies in a car accident on, on Christmas Eve. And then they've, they've, they, they're doing this weird thing where, like, I guess, like, the Grim Reaper, the Angel of Death, is also Santa Claus. And he's like, all right, I'm going to give you, a, you go and try and do that again. And this time, uh, please have a Christmas carol moment and realize you have to be nice to everyone. He's like, ah, I won't do that. And so he has 12 attempts at the day to uh to to do it right it's groundhog day christmas carol and i'm kind of like okay that premise with kelsey grammar you know chewing the scenery i could this could be good but it's just it's crap i mean it's just it is it is just like made for tv rubbish and he's not he's not having it up enough is the real problem he's not he's not <laughs> like i he's not he's not frasering it up he's not side joe bobbing it up he's kind of i won't say he's, he's not playing it straight i won't say that but it's not it's not o- over the top enough and every and the whole the whole thing is all very cheap obviously because it's just it's just some, well, some i think you'll like, enjoy money playing if that's what you're looking for all right i, I maybe i should put money playing on my list for for, for next week and uh, i'll report back on that <laughs> uh, get, get my get my copeland fix as well you know uh we also have then started watching our our, our, our getting through our, our christmas bits and bobs that we've uh, much talked about over the years home alone you know uh elf just watched elf before coming to do this broadcast uh watch the various simpsons christmas episodes up to season 12 i do this this snow day one where they're snowed in on the in the school all the stuff in the school, I think, is quite funny. Where where uh, Skinner is trying is trying to basically be like a, a, a he's trying to you know he's going back to his military days and the kids rise up and that stuff's mm. all great. Um, every every line of dialogue Homer has in that episode is like gr- such grating rubbish. It's so it's like it's real doldrums of how they were writing Homer post post Attitude Era, you know. Um, mm. uh, you know the, the first act is the Cirque du Soleil thing, and two jokes from the bad years that just are so annoying is Homer and the little flags. All right, that was never funny. Homer having the little flag for whatever the theme of the week was, oh, you know, a, a little flag that says sports, a little flag that says vacation, and uh, I, I I don't know why they briefly tried to make it a thing that he shook his fist at everything and he said do it. And it's like that is that is that is a poor man strangling Bart. I'm not having that. Um, so like yeah all, all the stuff not at the school was really rubbish but the, the stuff at the school I thought was pretty good uh, and also one of my favourite tropes from television specifically American television the concept of the permanent record 
that, yes. that, right, yeah. that is just like the kids reading their permanent records like i did google it i was like is this remotely based on anything because it's in it's in so many tv shows and they're like not really obviously schools track your grades and disciplinary records but there is no permanent record i was like all right then i googled our credit score is real i was like oh no that's real okay. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> that, that's true um yeah so you know watched watched all the you know marriage be not proud and things like that um hey, there, uh, there is the one christmas episode from one of the 20s but you recommend yeah 28 or something like that isn't it it's really good i mean uh, i mean i'm on a new simpsons kick so i might check it out you know yeah um i did Uh, watch an episode of the simpsons this week by the way oh go on whilst waiting for uh collision to come on so i picked i picked one that i haven't watched a million times into the ground duffelis from season four okay okay one of the alt- one of the alt- ah, it's great. What, what excellent! And it's also what I like is it's one of those episodes that is kind of to your point about the new ones, kind of more more about the you know less funny. Although there are very very funny moments in it, but it's more about mm. the story of Homer going through this like month away from alcohol, and then at the end he goes back to Moe's and sees you know how miserable what, it is. Um, yeah, but just looking at the guys and saying, oh, this is this is what I kind of become when I go back in that direction. And instead, mm. he goes for the bike ride with Marge at the end. Not quite Mother Simpson, but very, very nice, uh, meaningful. Yeah. That episode is season 23, episode 9, by the way. Okay, uh, I might add that to my list. I, I haven't watched too, too much more of the new stuff I was talking about because I've, I kind of hit a couple of clunkers in a row and I kind of lost interest. <laughs> Good. So I, I am going to go back and at least finish 33. I mean, as I, as I said when I brought that up a few weeks ago and I, I said I mentioned the, the Super Eye Patch Wolf video on YouTube, which, which I do recommend. Is excellent. I, was like, his, I mean, even though he was generally positive on it, he, he did have a very nuanced take on it that it's, it's, not, it's not like... It's not great essential viewing again. It's it's there's still plenty of of clunkers in there. But well, I might report back on that. I'll check that one out because I'm in I'm in a Christmassy mood. Uh, haven't yet gotten to Krampus or Jingle All the Way or Die Hard. So the heavy hitters are still to come. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, what have you watched at Le Cinema or on the video on demand, Paul? Uh, just one movie this week. It's a Netflix release, so you can mm. go check it out yourself. Uh, and it's called May December, and it is currently sitting atop my letterbox list mm. for the year Ooh, of 2023. It's great. 2023 has been a really good, really it's good been year. It's an excellent year. Great year. I was, I was looking, looking at my letterbox. I haven't, I haven't even seen that much, but I was looking at my letterbox list. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is, this, is, this, is, this is the good stuff. Yeah, I was looking for the creator. Like, I thought I'd forgotten to put it on my list, but it was like number 21 or something. I was like, I really like that. But yeah, I like 20 movies more than that this year, which is a very good sign. But yeah, May, December, I went in totally blind. Mm. I didn't know anything about it. The only thing I knew about it is that it's a Todd Haynes film who directed Carol. If either of you mm. saw Carol when they came out with, uh, no. with uh, Mara and Blanchett, which was excellent as well. But uh, I went in totally blind to this, not knowing the plot. And, you know, I don't want to spoil too much about it. Because I feel like that is the best way to do it. it, it it's uh, it's a film. Okay, it stars Natalie Portman in maybe a career best performance. And wow, the cool. always reliable Julianne Moore. Mm. And it also stars this, I forget the actor's name. I'm sorry, I don't have the hand. But he's from like Riverdale or some like cw show and this is like his first proper film he's done okay he's like amazing in it like oscar level performance from him as well but essentially 
I don't want to spoil too much about the plot because one of the aspects of the film that works really well is the way that they drip feed the plot to you. When you okay. just when you figure it out what the movie's about, it gives you another little breadcrumb and you know. But in in very, very simple terms, Natalie Portman plays an actress who is playing a who's going to play uh, a real life character in a film adaptation of what is in the film a widely reported news story of some kind. Julianne Moore is that person. So Natalie Portman is right. playing is going to be playing Julianne Moore in the film version of an event from her life. Oh, in a real she, story. Okay. Yeah. And she goes to spend time with her and her family. And that's kind of the setup in the movie. Uh, and that's basically the story of the movie. It's a very, very simple story. It, in terms of what the the event is, I don't necessarily want to give that away because that's kind of the crux of the movie and the way the movie looks at that and people who are involved in that kind of thing uh, is very subtle and very, very well handled. Um, but yeah, it's it's across the board excellent. I mean, Portman, like I said, Natalie Portman's been excellent in a lot of stuff, but this is like, yeah, she's really excellent in it. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, it's a kind of film that I would love to sit and talk about for 10 minutes, but also it's so good. It's a, like, go watch it and don't listen to me describe all the cool shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's uh, the first the first 10 out of 10 I've given this year. Wow. Um, that's a year with, you know, your Oppenheimer and your John Wick and your uh, this and that. But I, I, I was really, really blown away by it. Like afterwards, I had a big hour long conversation about it. And yeah, there's not, not really anything in it that I could criticize or... Uh, say, oh, you know, you could could have taken that out or changed this or that. No, I thought it was pretty, pretty perfect. Um, okay, I so, don't really want to watch it, so I think I'll get that watched for next week. So, highly, highly recommend it. Um, I'll say no more. Yeah, than that. sounds good. This is yeah, this has been a good year. I'm looking at my own list here: Past Lives, John Wick Four, Asteroid City, Oppenheimer, Guardians Three, Blackberry, Evil Dead Rise, Spider Verse Two, Barbie, Infinity Pool, Bottoms, Knock at the Cabin, Talk to Me, Mission Impossible, Eighteen Hundred, Reality, Megan. Uh, you know Mario, so on and so forth. Oh, I forgot to put on the list. <laughs> I watched the original Mario Bros. movie this week. Uh, that's weird. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, I said I saw so I, I watched it on Twitch. There is no VOD because copyright bastards, you know, <laughs> and have me killed. Um, I can kind of see why it has a little bit of culty status, especially after. The most recent one, which I ultimately found fairly enjoyable, but it is the most pared down, gray paste, needle drop, fucking slop. You know, it's slop that I ate and enjoyed, but it's so broadest possible strokes shite. Do you know what I mean? And then the the original one, I, I stopped short of saying it was good and I enjoyed it. I couldn't go that far, but it's super weird. It's really off the wall. Like every old film you watch these days, good, bad, or in the middle, you watch it go, oh, remember when they used to make sets and costumes and had practical effects and films used to be cool? Remember that? It's like, it's like you know, back then, they, they that was such an acceptable, you know, it's such an accepted thing that you didn't, people 
you know, just talking mm. about how stupid it was that Mario went to cyberpunk town. But now I'm looking like, oh, look at this. Look at this cyberpunk town they made for John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins to hang out in. It's, it's weird. I actually, I, 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 like I said, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite at the level to say, actually, it's genius and it's so underappreciated. But I would say it is worth a watch if you haven't seen it before. It's so wacky. Um, uh, and it, do, it does have a cult following that I just announced a few weeks ago that there's some like 4K, four disc version of it coming out. Like it is a, it is a revered film these days, uh, but it's not, it's not shooting up my list of, uh, of greatest ever adaptions. Um, from there, I suppose we could segue over to the video games. Uh, did you watch the Keelys, Paul? No, no, no. Jesus. Uh, I, I couldn't be arsed, um, uh, as well. Um, people seem see people people seem more negative on it than usual this year. Um, just celebrities coming out and just the, the classic video game little man thing of just wanting, just desperately craving mainstream acceptance by you know losing your shit because Jordan Peele came out. It's cool that he came out. I'm not saying you know it's that it's not. I think him and Kojima making a game sounds class, but just you know what I mean? It's just they oh, they will always revere celebrities outside of actual game makers. Yes. Um and I think a lot of people were justifiably very disappointed that like they didn't want to make any mention of the fact that this has been the most devastating year to actually have a job in the games industry possibly mm. since the last crash in the 80s where yeah. just you know, thousands of people have been laid off, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's, I like his, I like his fake E3 stuff. The award shows are just always so, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're odd. Um, I did like that. They, they announced, uh, Timothy Chalamet by his old YouTube name, which is funny. Yes. Well, yeah. Cause he's like, you can find videos. He's like, he's reviewing like an Xbox 360 controller or something. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That is great. <laughs> um, he's, yeah. A little nerd. Bless him. I always get a kick as well out of the uh, like um, content creator of the year or whatever the, the thing is called. Just five names that I've never, never heard, of. heard of them. And we are old boys. And I'm like, I've never like, I, like if you like, I, you, we, we obviously don't watch any of them. Right. But I feel like if you put a gun to my head and said, name some big, you some big Twitch people that the kids are down with, I would say, okay, I know Ninja, right. He's the famous Fortnite guy. Right. Uh, Pokemane, I guess. Like, I could name two names off the top of my head, right? Obviously, we, you and I, that's not our type of content. Every year, this category, I'm like, who the fuck? I, I don't even think this is on us as old men. I don't, I think most people look at that list and go, what the fuck? It, it um, is funny because I, I, you know, I, I'm quite a heavy YouTube user. I have a very long list of, of subscriptions. But yeah, every now and then I'll come across fucking. In, in, in whether in, re- in the related videos or in the just the front page algorithm throw something up here it's like iron squark 92 million <laughs> subscribers You're like yeah. okay how have i got this far without ever hearing about this person like, like and then just you, plays like lego games <laughs> it's like, or or no i mean what youtube is these days is i spent 92 hours locked in a post box <laughs> that, that, that's that's youtube now i mean that's what people think right? <laughs> Um, it's very strange. Um, it is. It is funny sometimes when in, in those awards they do every now and then like uh, uh, nominate a token old boy. 
like Greg Miller got nominated yeah. one year amidst all these people you've never heard of. I think Jeff Gersman got nominated one year. It is funny, like amidst all these like teenagers and like esports people. And I, I, I think I think it's good they like I, esports. I look at the esports categories every year. It's like I don't even know what game these people are playing. No. But I think it's it's good that they at least do it because there is. There's audience there. To it. There's talent to it, at least, and there's ta- and yeah, there's actual talent in the work as well. So, so yeah, we we'll we'll just we'll just be old men yelling at our at our. I just give me an N64, pal. I don't need none of your none of your Overwatch. <laughs> anyway, the, the, ga- the game awards at least the last few years has had something newsworthy kind of come out of it. Aside from the Hideo Kojima game, what was there really that like anything that we didn't know about? Anything really? Yeah, Exciting. the Kojima one was the big one. Like, like, he didn't just reveal it; he did his usual. Here's my celebrity friends. I made yeah. Sophia Lillis and Hunter Schaefer and Here's Timothy Chalamet. Going to be in it, in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, there was like there was a lot of announcements, and I looked at someone was like, "Hey, that seems cool. That seems yeah. cool." But no, there was no. It was really weird to me that like I guess they just think they they correctly think they're bigger than. I was kind of surprised that Rockstar would do a trailer the same week and not just have it on there, but. When you see, like, they've gotten so many headlines now of most viewed tweet, most viewed YouTube video, biggest trailer in the fucking history of whatever the fuck, that they're like, why give it to Keely? We can just have it, what? you know? Um, what did you What did you make of that trailer? There's not much to go. It's a minute long. Like, you know, there's it, not much. I mean, it, it, it's, it was fine. I mean, I've, I've yeah. obviously never been a huge GTA player anyway. Yeah. I probably have a combined eight hours across all the GTAs I've ever played. Mm. Um it looks fine. It looked good. I mean, I uh, it's it's more an issue with people hiding in post boxes for ninety two hours that you you have off that trailer every single outlet with like ninety nine oh, things wow. you might have missed in the GTA no. yeah. not even trailer yeah. like a minute long oh, teaser. What what the reveal of GTA four five six three two all looked. I mean, on the day one. Yeah. Compa- like, oh, okay. It looked right. exactly yeah, it looked different. Like it a looked GTA different, trailer. did it? Because one came out 20 years ago and it looked different from this It looked one. like uh, you drive wow. cars and steal stuff and shoot people. And the it looks like it's very nice. Did you know that? The graphics have gotten better. <laughs> it's yeah. improved from oh, that little... 15 years. The, the shitty top-down one. Better. I wow. played some of that this week. My God, that is a completely unplayable abomination of a game, that first Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah, my God. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the um, yeah, because even like... It just goes to show how like shitty... The, cur- the just how hard it is to make money online these days as like a series because even like good outlets that I like not just Johnny Clickbait on YouTube every like decent mm. video game site you go to like pinned article at the top here we, we, we did our trailer breakdown we did our we noticed this we noticed that I'm like man mm. it's tough out well, here I mean, people, I, people I, they have to do it they have to play the game you know they do and, and I, I get to an extent when when there's a Mario or a Zelda where it's you can like just it doesn't exist but let's say hypothetically new mario odyssey trailer and if you freeze here you can fucking see that wario's in the game or something something (laughs) right right just to play devil's advocate yeah i know what you mean yeah gta is just fucking people it's like what is there to it It, there's nothing like oh my god it's fucking the guy from Mm. gta 4 who went bowling that one time yeah it it, it looks good it looks good but it's not the kind of i guess franchise that lends itself to Easter eggs, really? I mean, the games no. have a lot of Easter eggs, but in terms of analyzing and scrutinizing a trailer like that, it's, it's it look it look fine, it look good. And I'm and sure, I'm sure I mean, it'll be just... excellent. It'll make a boatload of money. It'll get tens out of tens everywhere. 
but it's just, I mean, we, we ended the year on a, on a, on a great punchline with, with the 2025 reveal. I mean, that is just so funny. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, well. the funny thing as well is like, they have, they have, I don't, I don't think post GTA, like Vice City, I don't think they've ever hit one of those initial dates they've said. So not yes. only is it two years away, but they've never hit that initial date, they say. Now, yeah. this time they've had a long ramp up, so maybe they will. But uh, you'd be fucking stunned if it comes out, you know, yeah. that year, but we'll see. Anyway, GTA uh, elsewhere in the game, though. It took 12 years. <laughs> there was, um, what was it? There was, uh, oh God, there was some like, there was like a, like a driver game, like one of the late driver games where it's like three acts. The character like goes to jail. And so the first half of the game is in like the seventies. And then you play him as an old man in like, mod- anyway, I don't know why I'm bringing that. It's just, you brought the boyhood. You made me think about that. Uh, what, what else in the gaming world are you, uh, uh enjoying currently or playing? Well, I finished my Super Mario RPG. Fabulous. Mm. It's fine. It's a, it's a, it's oh, a seven out of 10. It's a seven out of 10. Uh, very, very simple RPG. I'm surprised by this. This game is this game is beloved. People go crazy it is, for this. It is, and it, but but it's it's like playing it on the Switch. It has it has nice upscaled textures and graphics, and it looks beautiful. But it's a it's a 1980s car with a a modern a uh, paint on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, mm. it's first of all, it's extremely easy. So it's really okay. really. I call it baby's first RPG. It's very, very, very easy. It's very short. I think I beat it in about 10 hours end to end. Um, there's just not, you know, a lot to it. It, it, it. Having finished it, it feels more and more that Paper Mario took that beloved SNES framework and said, okay, we, we, we got that or, or Squaresoft who made it, you know, put, put that in place for us. Now let's make a real game on top of that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it, it's definitely, it's like, you know, you watch, um, I don't know, bottle rocker or like one of the really early Wes Anderson's and you see, you say, I see where the building blocks were kind of created, but they, they weren't quite there yet. That's what Super Mario RPG feels like. It's, it's definitely like funny. The tone of it's obviously influenced Nintendo massively, um, memorable characters and all that, but like, there's just not enough to it. It's it's too short, too easy, and actually the easiness mm. is is an issue of the Switch version specifically because they've they've made quality of life improvements to it that really imbalance the game, um, and so it's just like a doddle. It's kind of like you know when you play FIFA or you play Football Manager or whatever, and you're winning every game, mm. and then it's like, well, what's the point of even playing it if there's no challenge to it? And that's what this yeah. game is a little bit like. Like you're 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 fighting enemies and you're just like, I think. The, the second to last boss in the game I I beat taking about 20 HP damage across my entire party and my party probably had combined between them about 400 HP okay so that, that that's the level of ease we're talking about I barely took any damage at all and I beat, okay. beat, beat every boss first try whereas Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door which is coming out on Switch next year uh, is like tough it, it, it's tough hmm. and it's it's not just a doddle and there's lots to explore and lots of side quests and this this world also feels a little bit barren a little bit empty and it's because it's an, an old game you know remastered it's it's like it's fine but i i having played i never finished on the super nintendo but i'd say i played about half of it on the super nintendo you know it it, it feels old when you're playing it um hmm. 
And so some of the quality of life improvements are, are needed, like the menus and so on. But also, as I said, they've changed things, adding in like triple attacks and stuff like that that have made the game a little bit too easy for me. It's fine. I mean, it's it's not something that I run out to to try. And I think is Super Mario RPG the old version already on the? I don't know if it's on the Switch Online. It was on the SNES Mini, I believe. Uh, it is on the online thingy. Uh, I'm fairly sure. If, if yeah. you're interested, maybe just play that rather than spending the sixty. Sixty quid. Yeah, anyway. fair enough. It's all right. Um, I'm back to Starfield now. I'm gonna oh. finish it. I'm gonna finish Starfield. I'm doing the... Uh, Nobody's guild. making him do that, listeners. No, no, I'm not under duress. <laughs> I'm doing the, the guild quests, which are the... Not the you know, side quests, but like the ones just below the main quest where you're doing... Uh, uh, what was the equivalent from like the Elder Scrolls games? The the uh, Fighters Guild and the... Yeah, the guilds, uh, yeah. Assassin's yeah. Guild. It has, it has that, those equivalent quests in this game. So I've, I've completed three or four. I'm on the last one now. And then I'm about halfway through the main quest. So once I finish the the final guild quest line here, I'm just going to main mainline through to the end, and then I'm done. So I'm like fifty three hours in, give or take. So probably another five or six hours, and I'll be I'll be I'll be done with it. Uh, because I did purchase day one Baldur's Gate on Xbox. Oh. I mean, Ooh, baby, the game of the we year. We didn't watch the Keelys, but if there was ever a big endorsement for a game, um, hey, Baldur's Gate Three is class. It's one of those ones I wish I kind of loved it more. It's just not my genre. Do you know what I mean? It's, yes. This isn't some. This isn't some bullshit. The way every single game this day is technically an RPG because they all have skill trees. Baldur's Gate Three is a fucking real RPG, and so I feel like I'm every. I pick it up and I play it for like an hour, and I'm, this is really cool. But I'm so far over my head, like it's just not my type of thing. But it is really cool. Yeah. Um. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it a lot. Um, and it's, it, it is beefy. My God. Well, I, so I already, I already dropped the, uh, the 70 bones on, so I hope so. It's, 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 um, I was talking to a buddy of mine about it and like, he, there's, so when you're building out your character, one of the traits you can have, depending on who, what type of character you make, is you can talk to animals. And yeah. it's just like, it sounds like that. I'm already talking, cause it, it's so overflowing with characters there's so much conversation to be had and then on top of that I was talking to my friend and he was like and then I'm also talking to every bear I walk across as well and talking <laughs> to him about what he's getting up to in his in his life you know um, so it is it is in actually kind of in kind of what you think of the prime image you have of a Bethesda game in your head that a lot of them kind of actually aren't in, aren't. in practice. Uh, Baldur's Gate kind of is that it's 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 super open and it's super dense um, but yeah, I'm curious to hear what you what you make of that bad boy. Yeah, well, I'll um, start that by next week. I uh, for my for my leave uh, period for the Christmas holidays, I've given myself two projects and I've started one of them already. I'm, I'm uh, playing through more of the Yakuza games because mm. I, I played zero years ago. Absolutely loved it, and I just never got into it. Uh, I got the whole collection on a Steam sale for like thirty quid. It was a great deal. So I've started. Mm. I've started that, and I am going to jump back in after being there at launch when it was on fire getting my refund because it was on fire i'm going to start again with cyberpunk um i picked up cyberpunk in the steam sale got it on the steam deck fucking found a good reddit thread i was like show me how to optimize this boys let's get how do i play this looking real nice on this thing i have it good to go fresh slate (laughs) take two 
because I haven't really gone back to any of these kind of resurrection, you know, resurrection games like No Man's Sky and yeah. this, you know. So I'm actually curious to say, all right, go in because like they, they like they didn't just fake like they changed the skill tree, they they changed, they completely changed the game. Um, uh, so I'm like fresh slate. Let's see how this goes. So those are going to be my two projects. So I'll, I'll report back on those uh, uh, next week. Um, yeah, that is uh, that is game guff. Do we have some some tunes to to wrap us up here? We have album of the week. Go on. Uh, which was Kite by Kirsty McCall. Oh. Um, well, I'm sure most people will be familiar with Kirsty McCall from her song with, of course, the Pogues and the, the late, great uh, Shane McGowan. Mm. Um, mm. But she was a, a wonderful singer in her own right. She unfortunately died quite young. She was only 41, mm. died yeah. tragically in an accident in uh, 2000. Mm. Um, she's a wonderful singer, and I, I hadn't heard much of her other stuff. This is actually a new theme I'm doing for this month, a Christmas theme. Mm. Um, I won't make you guess it. I'll just tell you what it is. I'm listening <laughs> to I'm listening to albums by people who are best known for Christmas songs. So I'm actually going Ooh. back and listening to their other stuff that I've never heard of. So Kirsty McCall is a good example. She's not, I wouldn't say she's a one hit wonder, but I, I most very extremely famous, you know, yeah. mostly known for that one song, Christmas right. song, but uh, has had a few other you know, really good songs. So I listened to 1989 breakthrough album kite. Um, it's a very, it's a, a poppy album, but kind of pop rock, bit of country rock, I would say. Hmm. Um, and it kicks off, I wasn't really expecting it. I thought it might be a bit more kind of wistful or soulful, but it's, it's very up-tempo and very upbeat. Um, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. I was a bit surprised, but it was, it was great. It, it features a cover of um, Days by the Kinks. Like, Days, da, 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 da. Mm. that one's a very, very lovely cover, very kind of sad. Um, then a lot of other sort of um, cheeky songs, like very kind of... British sense of humour and, and, and within the lyrics a bit similar to The Beautiful South which I listened to last week except these lyrics didn't make me cringe they were actually quite funny <laughs> I, like, I, I, I liked them um, so yeah I, I thought it was really good I, I would there's there's a couple of tracks I think are written or produced by, by Johnny Marr from The Smiths as well, oh, well which are very nice so yeah overall a very good album Kite um, absolutely sort of listened to it again and would any other names for your Christmas feature here? You listen to some classic Mariah, maybe. Uh, I think she's probably known outside of that one. Uh, true, so I mean, yeah, but it, yeah, true. I'm thinking a bit more obscure. So my, oh, my yeah, next, yeah, yeah. the other two are going to be Wizard, uh, known that for was the first one I thought of. Yeah, known for uh, I wish it could be Christmas every day. My yeah. favorite, my favorite Christmas song of all time. Yeah, Wizard. which is a great song. And of course, they're a glam rock yeah. band. It's similar stuff to that, but I'm going to yeah. discover that. And then the other one is the Waitresses, who do Christmas rapping. They're yeah. bar humbug, and it's too late. It is my favorite home. Mm. So I, I love that's probably maybe my favorite Christmas songs. I've always yeah. been interested in that because they just sound like such a band that I would like. But I yeah. have no idea what they did other than that one very, you know, quite well-known Christmas song. So I want to go back and listen to them too. And those will be my final two albums of this wonderful album of the week year. Those will be 49 and 50. So I've kind of made it up. Yeah. The, I'll have done yeah. the 50 albums uh, of the year. So, yeah. Very nice. Well, I listened to a Christmas album as well. Go but on. more, more as ostensibly mm. Christmas. I listened to Essential Christmas. Yeah. <gasps> Which is an album by? Could you have a guess? I I was going to guess it was a various artist that you you're listening to now. That's what I call Christmas. Christmas. Boo Blake. No, it, incorrect. It's not Jane McDonald. 
Buble is a great guess. Think, uh, think gayer. Think gayer. Gayer than Jane McDonald. Um, ooh. Uh, Dale Winton. You're along the right, the right lines. It's not Dale Winton. I'm afraid. It's RuPaul. How did I not? How did I not get that? It's yeah, RuPaul with like, like, the, weirdly, weirdly, <laughs> the weirdly ambiguously titled "Essential Christmas." <laughs> uh, it's a, a great little dancey, poppy Christmas record. I mean, it's, it's are they covers or, or original no, original no, no, ori- original tracks? We- weirdly low on like innuendo as well. There, it's just well, it's a very on, straightforward. Paul. It's a very straightforward Christmas record. It's got songs like, you know. Uh, you're the star on my Christmas tree. Get to you for Christmas. I just can't wait. Brackets till Christmas. My favorite holiday, Christmas party. I mean, it's it's mm. it's it's it, it's sonically similar to RuPaul's other records, but it's like weirdly wholesome, I guess. Like RuPaul is not adverse to the odd innuendo or double. Oh, but yes, yeah, of course. But, but you know what? RuPaul like, also a legendary businessman. I've got the innuendo yeah. market cornered. Let's get something that you can put on when Granny is over for Christmas as well. And it's you totally, know. it's totally like catchy and fun, and it's good. Like it's um, excellent. It's maybe it's maybe RuPaul trying to do Mariah a little bit, but obviously he's not. A, Classically trans- no, not, not a quite a good singer, but the songwriting is is to that poppy kind of. You know, you might have it on the background at a Christmas party type thing, and people wouldn't even know. They say, "What's this? What's this catchy Christmas you got on?" But that's RuPaul, actually. Um, there you go, Essential Christmas, twenty twenty three. It's like new, new this Christmas, so you never know. You might have uh, a little RuPaul in your Christmas stocking, and he'll have two of them on and a dress, but. Uh, very, very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. The other album I listen to is uh, equally enjoyable. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. It's one of the the worst group names I've maybe ever heard. Oh, They're no. called Spiritual Cramp. Oh, I thought that was the album oh, name, which would, oh, which no. would have been bad anyway. Oh, but oh, god, that's terrible. Well, it is because it's a self-titled, self-titled. Okay. Oh, lord, lord, spiritual lord, lord. By spiritual cramp. So, if I would say to you, "I'm listening to spiritual cramp," you might picture a kind of an alternative, yeah, nine-inch nails, maybe sounding kind of metal noise, <laughs> metal sludge. But actually, spiritual cramp are like. I would describe them as kind of equal parts the hives and block party. Okay. Like kind of punk edge, but kind of more a uh, uh, dancey rock outfit. Um, one song here, I, I, I'll play a little bit. I don't have it loaded up, so the quality won't sound as good as my quiz music from earlier. But um, if you listen to the drum intro here, I think you'll hear a little bit of block party. And then in, in the guitars, you'll hear a little bit of the hives. Okay, yeah, this is not what I was expecting. Very, very catchy. So the the whole album has that sound to it, basically. They're they're a US group. They're actually playing in Dublin tonight. So I, I, I wouldn't have been able to attend anyway, podcast or not, because 
I do have I'm up early for work in the morning, but they're playing in the Workmans tonight. To uh, I think I think a venue oh. that has like a uh, hundred and thirty capacity or something. But yes, I've had I've had um, many a, a great night. I don't I don't think you'd like seeing a gig at the Workmans. It is just a pub with <laughs> a stage. Well, that's fine. I, I I wouldn't mind that. But um, it, the album is very good. I mean, they 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 are uh, they're a catchy little outfit. That single Maybe I played English, there, English group, US. US from, oh, wow from the US. Uh, that single I played there talking on the internet is uh is is a real earworm. Um mm. first time I heard it it was kind of, kind of one of those moments where you just randomly hear a single and you're like totally bought in on it from the first listen, you know. Um it's definitely the best song in the album. Uh, but the album is full of catchy rock hits like that. So uh, you know, I like to support support the little what, what they have. They've well, not too little, one hundred nineteen thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. That's pretty. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're only respected. making about two cents off of that, so you know. Um. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not not sure about the name, but the sound is is very good, very enjoyable. And that that is the music off for the week, and that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Hope you are having a uh, a, a good season, and I hope your your hatches are battened down as previously discussed. Uh, we'll be back next week with more. Uh, I also just nearly said cruiserweight classic time. continental Monster of the year next week. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, last show before our, our annual Christmas break. Yeah. Uh, so we will we'll be doing you know we'll be doing turkey golf. We'll be doing uh, uh, Christmas cracker golf. Oh, I actually cracker pulled some Christmas crackers this week. I meant to bring the jokes. They were terrible and Aww. read them out. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> that would have been a great feature, but you're not getting it now because I, I got them in work and I'm not going back in until until after Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah, so our, our, our last show before our festive break there um, uh, next week. So looking forward to that. Um, yes, uh, so uh, do take care. Enjoy the festive season as it rolls on and we'll be back next week with more. So it's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. Let's go back and joke. Goodbye.